announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. The seals, the deal, the villain, the stage, chilling, the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. Your boy. And our third man on the broadcasting team, ooh, ooh, the king ooh, of hamburger meat, ooh, the voice ooh, of the Mark organization, <laughs> the, the spoiler specialist, ah, yeah. is not in the building, Sammy Suplex. No. He's not in the building. He didn't make it, bro. Serious? Yeah, he's not here. Oh, man. But this still is the Lucha Outsider Show. And make sure you subscribe and download the podcast version of the show. Where we at? iTunes, SoundCloud, will be fancy Apple Podcasts, tune in La Mesca app, Glowstradio.com, and Stitcher and Spotify, wherever you get your podcast needs. You were off, like, you should have, like, extended it a little bit, and then you were like, needs. That's okay. You're, you're nitpicking here. Okay, sorry. You're being one of these fickled sorry. fans that fickle. nitpicks over fickle. anything. But obviously... You're calling me fickle. Yeah. What was I watching that they said fickle, and I was like, oh, the wrestling. I was watching something else. And you forgot because uh, you're an old man. Yeah, I'm an old man. Now it's going to bother me. All right, go. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Lucha Outsider Show, episode yeah. 126. Donde esta el Sam? No. Sam's not here, right? Como se dice, donde esta Sam? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here, unfortunately. Um, he, we did attend Baltimore uh, last weekend for oh. AEW Full Gear. And you, then you I, were there? We were both there. I didn't see you there. Well, we'll get okay, to that, right? We were both there. <laughs> a lot of people were over there. I saw yeah. a lot of people. We were both there. Mami Yankee was there. Yes, and <laughs> Nerds. Nerds was there, too. Nerds Clothing. A lot of people were there. Of course. And, um, you know, I find it timing-wise, because Sam has something to do this weekend, right? Yes. That's why he's not here on the show. Yes. But timing-wise, I find it a little bit odd, because it's like, listen, we just came from Baltimore. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, you can't do the show this weekend. <laughs> so what I think, Conspiracy <sighs> Theory Jones here, uh-huh. I think that his wife, Brie TV, gave him a little <laughs> pow-pow, right? We don't have the X... We used to have the X-Files, so... Yeah, we used to. <laughs> Those are the days. Here, here, here. And I think his wife... Ga- yeah, I think his wife gave him a pow pow, right? And that's why Sam Suplex is not here on the show. That's my conspiracy theory, Jones. But maybe he'll make his return next week. We don't know. Maybe. But, of course, uh-huh. you know, we have to talk about full gear. We have to talk about our experience in Baltimore. Yeah. So I had to reach out. See, Mario makes sacrifices uh-huh. here. I'm sacrificing a Baltimore Ravens game right now. Yeah. Which are having an amazing run this season. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Who's the quarterback? I, I thought Flacco was still there until I saw him in a, in a Denver oh, yeah. uniform. Congratulations. <laughs> I was like, wait, okay. when did he get traded? So oh. we make sacrifices here. Yes. You make sacrifices yes. here. So I decided to reach out uh-huh. to a friend of the show. Okay? So let me ask you. So Sam is stuck in an airport somewhere. So you decided to get a plane, mm-hmm. fly the talent 
to make sure that they made it to kind, the show. Kind of, sort of. Sort of, something so, like that. I reached out. I reached okay, out. Dale. I reached out. I, I kind of had to stretch it because he moved away from the camera. But go, Dali. I reached out, okay? <laughs> he was at Baltimore. He attended StarCast. He attended uh-huh. Full Gear, okay? Yeah. He's a contributor for the Royal Ramble on Instagram. He also is the man behind Wrestle Radar. My nice. boy, yeah. Ryan. Ryan, you know you his last name. I'm here. You're Ryan, not, you're not gonna give his last name? name. I don't know if he wants me to put his business. Okay, no, like well, so, what up, he Ryan? He doesn't get. He doesn't have a gimmick name, so I'm just gonna say my boy Ryan. Ryan. Okay. My gimmick name would be Ryan Radar, as some people call oh, me. Oh, see, Ryan Radar. See? There you go. There I didn't go. want to put his last name out there. Okay. I didn't want to put his my business bad. out, out I there. Respect that. Respect it. Go, Dale. What's going on, brother? How are you, man? Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, no doubt, man. This is a long overdue. Yeah, you, it is. You know, uh, like you said before, you know, I, I just got the text, you know, before I had to hop on a flight, but I'm here, man. <laughs> oh, see, he, he, he's, even, he's even taking shots at he's Sam. Get, he's getting police escort. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we get into, like, some of the big news topics, like the CM Punk and the AEW stuff, I know you was at StarCast, uh, Ryan. Before we get into all that stuff, there was two big shows that happened last night in the New Jersey, New York area. Mm-hmm. One was uh, House of Glory. They did a memorial show for uh, Matt Travis. Uh, Ryan, are you familiar? with Matt Travis at all because I I know he was I might have seen him do a match at House of Glory in the past but I wasn't really too familiar with him but I know he was making a a good run like CCW and House Mm. of Glory and some other independent promotions do you have any uh have you seen Matt Travis at all or no uh, I, I know of him, uh, not really familiar with him, just like you said. I mean, I, I know I've seen his, a couple of highlights. I I know he wrestled for House of Glory. I've I seen a match with him and John Silver, who I'm very, I'm very familiar with John Silver because I used to watch him wrestle all the time at my local indie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw that they had a match recently, like before he passed, but not overly familiar. Never saw him wrestle in person or anything like that. Yeah, unfortunately, it was a tremendous loss, at least for the Northeastern uh, wrestling scene. So uh, tell the people what, what happened. Um, I mean, I don't want to be too graphic, but pretty mm-hmm. much he was on his bike and, uh, uh, you know, a dump truck hit and run. Oh, wow. And Terrible. a 25-year-old kid. Um, and I call him a kid because, you know, I'm in my 30s now. Yeah, Grandpa. Listen. <laughs> listen, old man, you're like 50, okay? You, first of all, you could be, you could be Ryan's dad. Let's be honest here. No, <laughs> let's be no. honest here. How old are you, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 24. I look a lot younger. Okay, exactly. I'm, good. I'm all right. Then. No, you could be his dad. You could be his dad. Damn, I could be if I, <laughs> at 14. Uh, all right, but yeah, um, he was a young kid, man. Uh, it was a from some of the clips I saw of last night for House of Glory, mm-hmm. it was definitely an emotional night. I know LAX was there. Uh, uh, a lot of the uh, the New York regulars, you know, the like the low keys of the world, Amazing Red was there. Um, it was definitely an emotional night for House of Glory. So, you know, rest in peace to Matt Travis. And also in an emotional night for different reasons, I attended WrestlePro last night uh, in Rollway, New Jersey. And Danny Moff, who's a, he's a veteran. He's like an indie veteran. This mm-hmm. is a guy that I remember seeing in the early days days of ring of honor this is 2002 2003 um after being a vet and killing it in indies for so long a lot of people uh going back to five years ago would say that he was washed up but he would be killing it done he was done Mm -hmm. he finally signed his first deal he's gonna go back to ring of honor and i'm so happy for this guy he's a he's a jersey guy and he had an emotional night because he's from bayonne new jersey yeah, but they have something like the the Bayonne Bruiser or something like that. Um, he has so many Whatever. different monikers, yeah. but he is from Bayonne, New Jersey, and he finally signed a deal with Ring of Honor, and I'm nice. hoping he gets that world title in Ring of Honor because I know Ring of Honor needs uh, needs it needs a, a spark. Are you familiar with Danny Moff at all, uh, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, him I'm familiar with. That's that's a great story to see him sign that contract. Uh, 
I don't really watch Ring of Honor anymore. Yeah, nobody does, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's good for him, man. I'm happy for that guy. Yeah, so I attended WrestlePoor uh, last night, and uh, yeah, it, it looked like a good show. Yeah, it was good. It was a good show. Um, WrestlePro is like hit or miss. You usually the match right before intermission is usually when it gets really, really good, mm-hmm. and then after intermission, that's where you get like kind of your main event matches and stuff. So yeah. that, that's how WrestlePro usually works. But um, shout outs to them. Shout outs to Danny Moff. I'm super happy for the guy. All right, let's get to the main topics. Let's talk about the interesting tidbits what? and what? the news in the world of professional wrestling. There was wrestling this week? Oh, there was a lot of wrestling this oh, week. I think yeah. the biggest oh. news uh-huh. that we got to start off with is... Wait, wait, where? Which one? It's CM Punk. No, we don't have that drop. CM Punk kind of, sort of, made his return to WWE TV. Uh, people are saying, oh, what's the big deal? He signed a deal with Fox. Well, he's on WWE programming, and that's a start, people. So uh, this is big news. Ryan, what's your thoughts on CM Punk? Dude, I was completely mind-blown. So I was I was actually watching the show. I caught the last, like, 10, 15 minutes of the backstage show just because I actually like watching it. I don't know if I'm in the minority in that. I think it's a cool show. It's uh, different. Like the show. It showcases like WWE to make it seem like it's an actual sport, and I kind of like that. It's like it's like not like kayfabe or anything. I mean, some parts are, but for the most part, it's unfiltered, unscripted, and stuff. So I kind of like that. Uh, I caught the last ten minutes of it, and I had it on. And as soon as I heard the music, dude, I was just I was mind blown, man. Like I, this was not out on the dirt sheets or anything like that. I know it's been rumored for like months, but I never actually thought it was gonna happen. And to see him just walk out, absolutely unreal. Like, and it was so funny too because I went on Twitter after that. And my timeline was so quiet. You could tell nobody watched the show. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they, people started to get wind of it. And WWE on Fox uh, Twitter account started yeah. tweeting uh, the the video clip out. And then all of a sudden, I just kept refreshing it. And I just saw like everybody just freaking out over it. It was so funny. I was just waiting for Twitter to explode. So here's so I'll, I'll give you my story on how I found out about it. So um, I watched Impact. Um, and that was from 8 to 10, right? I watched Impact Wrestling. And then right after that, I was like, should I watch NWA Power? Or I'm like, should I wait? And I'm like thinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I like NWA Power. So it's not yeah. that I didn't want to watch it. It was just I was kind of tired. So then I was you, just, you didn't have time for that one hour. You just wanted something quick. Like yeah. Clip. So then I was like, you know what? And I ended, up, I ended up passing out. So I completely missed backstage. Okay. So then I wake up like at 3 in the morning, right? And then I go on social media and everybody's like talking about CM Punk. So I'm like, I got to post about this. So I instantly just started posting about it. I reposted like the video and dude, it, it kind of goes back to what you were saying. People started catching wind of it throughout the night. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's crazy. I, I'm happy for the guy. I know like one, one thing about wrestling fan base is like, so there's so much negativity. And I know a lot of people were saying like, Oh, what's the big deal? He signed a deal to Fox. Oh, what's the big deal? Um, it's not like he's going to wrestle mm-hmm. again. At the end of the day, it's CM Punk. Whether you like him or not, at one point, he was one of the best wrestlers in the world, if not the best wrestler in the world. Yes. And just the fact that he's going to dabble back into the wrestling world as an analyst and for WWE backstage, I think this is a win. Let's enjoy it. Let people be happy. There were so many people who were like, oh, who cares? Like He sold out. Like, he sold, like <laughs> let Pete, like, we're all, not all, but a lot yeah. of us is happy to see the guy return on of WWE course. programming. Let's 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 be positive about it. Let's mm-hmm. enjoy it. Because you know what's going to happen? God forbid. If something yeah. does happen bad to CM Punk, everybody's going to be blowing him and kissing his ass. Like, oh, my God, he was my favorite yeah. wrestler. Let's enjoy him while he's still here. 
No, and, and that's the thing. Like, and again, same thing happened to me that happened to you. Like, I got up and I'm going through my time, uh, my my feet, and that's all I see. Like, four out of five posts from people were just about wrestling, about CM Punk. But now, the, uh, you also posted Mario the thing with uh, the backstage where they show him coming in and coming into the show and everything. Yeah, it was about uh, a 10-minute clip kind of leading up to when he made his uh, appearance. Um, Fox posted it. Ryan, did you get to see yeah, that clip at yeah, all? Yeah, I saw that. Very cool. Very cool. I, I kind of... You could tell that he was nervous. Um, yeah. You could tell that he... He knew that he was going to shock the world, but he kind of didn't know the reception that he was going to get from, you know, uh, Paige and Renee. Mm -hmm. Well, Renee knew, but like Samoa Joe and Booker yeah. T. And if you go back and watch that, Adam Cole's just marking out like a kid. He's marking out like all of us. Of course. Yeah. Paige is like, can't believe it's happening. Obviously, it's. Oh my well, God, is this a rib? It's well documented <laughs> that Paige and AJ Lee had a relationship, right? Like mm -hmm. a friendship there. R Renee knew what was going on. And Samoa Joe and Booker T are just kind of looking at themselves like, what is this real? Yeah. And especially Samoa Joe, because Samoa Joe and Punk are friends. So Joe's like, probably thinking to himself, like, me. you didn't tell me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paige was me that entire segment. She's literally just like, holy crap. She's like, you don't want me to curse, but then you do this. And her reaction was just completely priceless. And yeah, Adam Cole's too. As soon as, like, if you go back and watch, like you said, like, as soon as the music hits, like the cult of personality, you kind of, like, there's a moment of, like, they're all like, wait, hold on, what music is this? I know this music. And then all of a sudden, like, reality sets in, and they're, like, Paige's eyes, like, blow up. Adam Cole's like, what the hell? It was, it was crazy. <laughs> Adam Cole is just acting like a mark. He's a little kid. <laughs> um, and then another thing that they posted on Fox, first of all, whoever's running uh, WWE on Fox social media is doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't I know. Agree. Is that Mr. Rated R? I, no, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe somebody from the Royal Ramble. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, but whoever's doing running their social media yeah. is doing a great job. One thing I did notice also is they posted, like, uh, little video clips and pi uh, pictures of them, like, after that. And they're, like, kind of mm -hmm. all posing. And Mick Foley comes out of nowhere. He's like, can I get in this picture? Because this is, like, a, <laughs> such a historical picture right here. <laughs> no, and, and that's fun because, you know what? It has people talking about it. Mm -hmm. Now, I remember back when the whole pipe bomb thing happened. I was watching it live. And... Again, I went on my uh, my Facebook and I tried to see, okay, is this real? I even Googled it. Like, is this real? Like, did he actually do it? So I'm pretty sure that Ryan was going through the same thing, trying to figure out, hey, is this real? When they, that pipe bomb happened, yeah. I remember going on World Star and they <laughs> posted it thinking like, CM Punk trashes WWE yeah, live yeah. on air. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, cool. so. This is a wrestling podcast, a wrestling uh, show, is? so we sometimes have to fantasy book here. Can we talk about soccer? So even though Sammy's not here, right, because he's doing the job, we did have a quick discussion uh, about CM Punk privately. Yes. And he instantly went, you know CM Punk's going to have a match, right? Champion, WrestleMania. And I told him, I'm like, you are, you're also the same person that said that he was going to sign with AEW and have a match there. So a lot of people that, that goes like, oh, he's going to have a match are the exact same people that, that mm -hmm. said that he was going to sign to AEW and be there. Obviously, it came out this week. Uh, I think Brian Alvarez from the Wrestling Observer reported that um, AEW did offer him a big money ball deal, and he yeah, turned it down. So now you have all these questions. Maybe he doesn't want, doesn't want to wrestle anymore. Maybe he wants to end his career in the WWE as maybe an analyst. Maybe he doesn't want to have another match. Maybe he wants that Saudi money. Do you think he can get more money from the WWE if he keeps holding out, like being close? Um, if, if you're talking about Saudi money, yes. Now... 
I personally don't think he's going to have a match again. I'm mm-hmm. not ruling out that he won't have another match. Okay. I'm not ruling that out. I'm not saying it's impossible. But I'm not going to sit here and be like a mark and be like, oh, it's definitely going to happen. I'm not going to do pa- that. Pat Patterson had a 24-7 match. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not ruling it out. But where I stand mm-hmm. on it is like, let's enjoy him for what he's doing now. Baby steps. And if something happens, cool. Ryan, what's your thoughts on the future of CM Punk? Uh, yeah, so I'm a huge CM Punk fan, but uh, like you said, I'm not one of those marks that have been clamoring for another match or his comeback. I'm okay with him never wrestling again, honestly. Mm-hmm. I've moved on. I've I've gotten past that. This is cool enough for me, like just seeing yep. him involved yeah. and the fact that he's going to be on like TV every single weekend and I get to watch him on TV. That's good enough for me. I don't need another match. Um, I do think this could be step one of him repairing his relationship with the WWE and, and potentially having another match. Okay. If it happens, though, like people are already saying this year's WrestleMania. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, like it's not. Yeah, happening. I, I, I hate people that are like that. Oh. And it's like, can we just enjoy the moment? Like, let's right. not, let's not go. Like, like they already what, want the title like, on them. <laughs> yeah, baby exactly. steps here, and I'm not in the. My first thought wasn't necessarily even seeing Punk having a match. I started thinking like, okay. This is rebuilding the relationship between yeah. Punk and, right. and WWE, right? So I instantly start thinking, like, all of this that him returning to, to WWE for backstage, right? Mm-hmm. This is all documented. So I was thinking, like, who knows? Maybe around WrestleMania season we get, like, a 24 for CM Punk on the network. I'm oh, thinking man. of stuff like that. I'm not necessarily thinking, like, oh, he's going to have another match. Not necessarily ruling it out, but can we mm-hmm. just enjoy the moment for yeah. once? Dude, he's not even he's not even signed to WWE. He's he signed a deal with Fox. Yes, <laughs> backstage isn't even a it's a WWE show, but it's not it's not a WWE show at the same time. Yeah, it's um okay, like does it's a Fox produced show, but WWE has to approve to approve things. So obviously yeah. WWE approved Punk being an analyst, right? Let, yeah, I mean, let, why wouldn't they? You let, know? Let's they... let's enjoy the moment here. Like I, I just I can't stand fans that are already like fantasy booking and it's yeah. like oh he's definitely gonna have a match can we just relax let's just enjoy the moment here yeah i, I think the everybody keyword, wants everything yeah. rushed of course and that's the thing though like i think right now the keyword is baby steps like enjoy him tune in on tuesday when he does come on tv and i'm pretty sure there's gonna be a lot more people tuning in this tuesday than they were last tuesday so enjoy it, baby steps. It's all gonna, it's all gonna work itself out ultimately. Don't rush it back into the ring because you don't need to have it there now. And, and I'm not necessarily. Uh, obviously, they're gonna do a bigger rating this. Uh, you think this week because of Punk? <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not necessarily a, a, a big fan of ratings. Like I don't give a shit. Like if I like a product, yeah. I watch it. I don't give a shit about ratings. But if I had to predict how much are they gonna do this uh, Tuesday? That's when WWE's backstage is right Tuesday. If I had to take a prediction, I'll say anywhere between five hundred thousand to a million. What you thinking, Ryan? Yeah, I, I think that's safe to say. Honestly, it could do better than NXT's ratings have been doing, Oof. just because it's a different audience. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, or Raw. <laughs> <Whatever> <laughs> cool Dev, yeah, Raw. Raw. I mean. Also, you gotta understand, CM Punk. He he's mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He's mainstream, so people are gonna, you know, even the 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 fan base that stopped watching wrestling a couple years ago or ten years ago, whatever, they're like, oh shit, CM Punk's back on TV. They're gonna tune in. Of course. Yeah. Now, what did you guys think of his words? Like, we all know, like, hey, when you think you have all the answers, I change all the questions. That was Piper. Mm-hmm. But for him to kind of start change with the that, culture. change the culture. What did you think of that? Uh, I'll start with Ryan. What you thought Fair about right. his little promo? Which, it, by the way, that just one little <laughs> segment was better than anything I saw on Raw the previous night. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, I mean, yeah, anything CM Punk says, it just it turns to gold, man. I loved it. Yeah, I I knew it was a, the Piper reference, but um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was awesome and instantly got me hyped. I mean, again, I don't necessarily know what that means, but I kind of took it as like people thought he was going to be somewhere else, like a different company like AEW or something like that, mm-hmm. and then like mm-hmm. he just like, you know, kind of swerved everybody. That's kind of how I took it as. I don't know if that's what he was going for, but... I. I, I enjoyed the little segment. Like I said, that one little line that he said, right? And then Fade what, to Black. Well, Fade to Black doing. was better than what I saw on Raw the pre- previous night. <laughs> oh, the, the, only thing, the only thing I nitpick about his problem, and this is very, very minor. What is it? It's the, word, the, the fact that he's decided to choose and say the word, word culture. Because to me, culture, when uh-huh. someone says the word culture, I feel like that's so like oversaturated at this point, and people like to say it because it's the trendy thing to say nowadays. That's my only nitpick. It's a trendy word. But hey, other than that, I thought the whole thing was entertaining, and I'm curious to see what he brings to the table on Tuesday. Well, to me, was the lighting. Like, hello, get a spotlight on him. Like, that was... Hey, listen, it's a new show. <laughs> let, 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 it's a new show. It'll get better in time. I'm like, damn it. No, <laughs> I just love okay. the fact that now he has to talk about the WWE storylines. And the first thing I thought of was on SmackDown when the dog came out as Roman yes. Reigns. Oh, that my God. CM Punk's got to talk about that now <laughs> next week. It's going to be awesome. The, yes. the, some of the things that he's going to say, even he'll probably mention, like, oh, very creative WWE. You changed the leather strap to blue. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I can picture yeah. him saying certain things like that. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be trendy. It's going to be reposted. You're going to see it on Twitter. You're going to see it on Instagram. You're going to see it on Facebook. And WWE Fox. Is Twitter, they're gonna jump all over that because they of love course. controversial shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as you're not the, the come on, WWE 2K20. Uh... Oh my god, they got hacked. <laughs> Did you see that? The, WWE oh, 2K's yeah. uh, Facebook page got hacked. <laughs> you know, uh, there was a theory online that somebody said that the person that hacked it was ACH. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Oh God! I think he like because ACH uh, recently had like an interview. I saw like a, a little bit of it on Twitter. I, he opened up about like he had a Q and A. He had a Q and A. Yeah, Q and A. And one of the things was like, no, I did not hack the account. I'm like, is that for real? That? So, so Ryan, it, it's funny that we're mentioning ACH. The last episode that we did, uh, Sam and I briefly touched. Well, not briefly. We actually went on a. I didn't go on a rant, but Sam I kinda, was here. <laughs> Sam was ah. here. Um, we kind of talked about the whole ACH debacle. Um, we didn't get to talk about it at Baltimore, but I'm kind of curious oh, to know what's your point of view on the whole ACH thing. Yeah, you know, man, it's it's uh, it's an unfortunate situation. I always thought ACH was a great talent. I didn't know how far he was really going to go in WWE. Honestly, 205 Live looked like his future to me. Uh, he's a tremendous talent. And uh, he always seemed like a good guy. I don't know. I never met him, but, like, I've seen interviews with him. And, you know, I I used to follow him in New Japan. And, I don't know, you just see the way he is. I've never seen him in this kind of, like, this way. Or, Kanye you know, West-esque. Like yeah. And, you know, obviously, you know, I don't, I don't really know how the shirt was racist. I could see, I guess, where he's coming from. But I wouldn't – I don't think WWE is a racist company. No, obviously, no, 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 no. Kofi it, Kingston, the championship. Yes. like. He, I think he kind of blew a, the whole thing a little bit out of proportion. But then, like, who am I to really, mm-hmm. like, judge, you know? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, he feels a certain way about that. Everybody has their own views and opinions yep. on things like that. And if he feels like he, he was threatened or if he feels like they're being racist and he doesn't want to work there, I mean, who am I to judge, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one thing I stressed on the last episode we did was 
I understand because some people are sometimes ignorant and not ignorant in a bad way where you're being malicious. Some people are ignorant and they don't realize why is this shirt offensive. But once you do your research and then you could be like, okay, I could kind of see why this shirt could be offensive. Now, do I think WWE was racist for doing this? No, I think it was an honest mistake. Yeah. And the only thing I fault WWE is their response. Like, oh, well, Jordan Miles signed off. I feel like. You know, for a publicly traded company, they should have just been like, listen, we took the shirt down. Yeah. Um, we we apologize to anybody that got offended over it. And then if Jordan Miles, ACH, wanted to keep burying himself on Twitter, that's on him. Right. Because at the end of the day, WWE is a publicly traded company. But besides that, um, I gave I gave ACH a congratulations because it's like you can't sit here and 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 you know say like I'm doing this for the culture. Um, there needs to be change. This, this, and that, and then call. Jay Lethal and Uncle Tom, you're being a hypocrite yeah. now. Yeah. He did, he definitely didn't handle himself the right way on social no. media. No, he didn't. Uh, you know, especially with a video, too, that he just released uh, I know. This, earlier this week, quitting and going off, like, cursing and everything. Like, that, it's just not the way to go because he this guy does want to find work elsewhere, I'm sure. I mean, obviously, his career is not coming to an end anytime soon. So, like, you know, I, I wouldn't say that hurts his chances of getting anywhere else. I think, obviously, another company will pick him up whenever mm -hmm. he's done with WWE, whenever his contract's up. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you, you got to go about it in a better way than that. Yeah. Do yeah. you guys see him, like, having the same kind of heat that Enzo and Cass had at one point? Like, after leaving the WWE and talking all that shit about the WWE? I think that this is a little bit different just for the fact that ACH brought racism into mm -hmm. the conversation. So, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, like, the, the ability for people to want to work with you. Nah, I could see other companies working with him. Okay. Uh, what do yeah. you think, Ryan? I think he already said, too, he doesn't have any interest in going to AEW. He wants to go back to New Japan. I'm sure New Japan would take him back. Yeah. Also, right before he got signed with WWE, he was doing work with MLW, too, so. Okay. Okay. I could see him going to Impact, too, to be honest. I, I feel like Impact takes people like that. They don't really care. <laughs> I mean, look, they took Rich Swan, right? And that was like, and you know what, Rich? I feel like that was right away after. And that you know what, boxing. Rich Swan is having a better run in Impact than he did in WWE. Oh yeah, of course. And ACH, ACH will have a better run there too. Mm -hmm. All right, let's uh, let's there, uh, but... let's move on. Um, you was at Baltimore with the whole uh, Royal Ramble crew. <laughs> yep. Um, I never, I never attended Starcast, and unfortunately, I didn't go to Starcast. But I know you was there. Kind of tell me about your Starcast uh, experience, and also tell me how was it different compared to the other ones that you attended? Because you're all over the place. You're like a travel monkey, dude. Yeah, man, I'm trying to live it up while I can. You know, uh, enjoying it, but it's probably gonna come. I'm probably not gonna be able to do as many events uh, in 2020 as I did this year. But hey, trying to live it up at while I can. Uh, yeah, this StarCast was a little bit different than previous ones because it wasn't held in a hotel. It was held in a nightclub, which is the same place we went to for the after party. Mm -hmm. That's where StarCast was. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a, a mess. It was kind of like a concert venue. It, it, uh, that's what I got. Up. I got like a concert venue vibe from it. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like, you know, and, and how it was for the after party where it was like kind of dark on the, like up at top and stuff. It was kind of like that for pictures and stuff too. Uh, you know, obviously with the flash, the pictures still came out good and stuff. But it was just everybody was crunched together. It was very crowded. Uh, it kind of wasn't the right venue for a Starcast. I'm not really sure why. You know, Conrad walked in there, looked at the place, and said, "Oh, this is going to be a great, great place to do Starcast." He mm -hmm. could have probably picked any other place. I'm sure there were others. I'm um, surprised that he didn't he didn't book it in the hotels that he used as Starcast. Yeah, that's what they usually do. I'm surprised that he used you know book it in a hotel. That was weird. Well, you could have it at a club, but it's the way how you make the people flow through the place. 
Because basically at the end of the day, what you're using is you're using a blank canvas is how you set it up. Yeah, but the venue, the way that venue was, it mm. was not meant for a convention. It's meant for like no. concerts and stuff. Okay. You know what was funny though about it too? Uh, where the main, so there's only one main stage, right? I guess like that's like, you know, like where like uh, the performers perform and stuff mm -hmm. like on a regular night of, of it being a nightclub or whatever. They had like their, their panels and the Q&As and stuff. And you typically need to get a bracelet, a platinum or a gold or, or something like that in order to watch those stage shows. That's how it was at the other StarCast in Chicago at the hotel. And, you know, they specified too on Twitter, you need a bracelet to go watch a stage show. Well, I just got a day pass for uh, that Friday, the day before full gear. And there's only one stage. They could not block that off or, like, determine, like, who got to go in there. Like, mm -hmm. like I basically watched every stage show for free. You got, you got a free show. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I don't know why people bought the platinum and the gold. Like, what was the point? No, listen, listen. Over here in this show, we got we got a thing for people that, you know, that end up doing dumb shit like this, and here you go. Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. Just saying. If you spend $500, $200, $300, you get a congratulations. Just saying. Oh, it is totally not worth that price. No way. StarCast has gotten so expensive. The only reason why I, I went, because I wasn't going to go originally, but the, the thing is, they price all these meet and greets so high that they can't, they don't sell them that well. So then they end up doing a flash sale, which is like 50% off, mm -hmm. and every meet and greet is cut in half. So literally, a John Moxley meet and greet that was supposed to be like 100 bucks, I got it for 50 bucks. That's great. You know, wow. the Young That's Bucks great. was supposed to be like, you know, uh, 60 bucks, I got it for like $37. Like, it was crazy. So everything was cut in half, and that happens every StarCast. So, also, congratulations. He played himself for anybody who buys StarCast tickets right <laughs> off that. Wait for the flash sale. It comes every single time. Mm -hmm. You're giving away your tricks, man. Yeah, man. Hey, you know what? If I can uh, help other people, <laughs> well, why not? We're, we're not gonna give. We're not gonna give away the trick for the after party that we did. We're not gonna give that away. <laughs> Oh, that was, that was, yeah. See, you always got to cheat the system. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> now I want to know. Okay, tell me after. Well, we'll tell you after the show. <laughs> so who, who did you, um, who did you get to meet from this StarCast? And also compare, obviously you're saying compared to the other StarCast you attended, this was completely different, right? Yeah. Yeah. The other one was a lot better in the hotel, a lot more room. It was a lot more organized. Uh, this was kind of a mess, but it was still good. I still worked it out. Uh, so this, this time around I met Hangman. Uh, John Moxley, uh, Cody and Brandy, and the Young Bucks. And nice. I met Cody and the Bucks a bunch of times, but I had other things uh, that I wanted to get autographed by them, so that's why I met them again. I never met Moxley or Hangman. They were really cool. Really? I had a, I had a problem with uh, my John Moxley picture, though. So the way StarCast did it this time was, like, the professional pictures, they all uploaded to Facebook after the event, mm -hmm. and then there was a Dropbox on there with all of your pictures on there. And my picture wasn't on there for, like, that whole entire day. I, I reached out to StarCast on Twitter. I was I was going at them and stuff. The very next day, that's Sunday, still no picture. Monday, Monday morning, I wake up, and I, I, I was going to work. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to look again. If not, I'm going to cause a huge scene on Twitter if, if my picture's still not here. You know, pay 50 bucks for this. And it was up. And finally, and... Uh, you know, again, I, there was one point where I didn't even know if I was going to get my picture. I was I was tweeting at Conrad. He wasn't answering. The StarCast account was pretty good. They, they were responding here and there, but they still really weren't that helpful. So then later on in the day, on, on Monday, uh, after I've got my picture and everything, I actually get a, a Twitter DM from the StarCast account. And they said, you know, Ryan, we're sorry about, um, you know, your experience. I, I know you had a hard time. But we're going to get your free tickets happened? for Double or Nothing in 2020. <laughs> oh, man. I, dude, I wish. They, they ended up, um, 
they ended up asking for my address and said they're going to send me a package just as like you know a thank you and an apology so i thought that was really cool so, so what they, they sent what they sent you cocaine i don't know man it's it's a cocaine DVD to be determined i didn't get it yet all right so i, I gotta ask you this question because you mentioned that you met john moxley and leo you know where i'm going with this yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah, um yeah, i know how I was know. your experience with john moxley Mine was good, man. Mine was good. Uh, I didn't know what to expect because he does seem like a weird guy and I never really met him before. Yeah. Um, There's a reason why we're clapping, Ryan. There's a reason why we're clapping. But go ahead. Oh. But go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, so I, I just I just told him I was like uh, I was like, dude, I enjoyed your G1 run this past summer, and he's, he's like, thanks for watching. And then I told him um, I hope he goes back to New Japan to do more work there. And he's like, yeah, I got to get back over there. And uh, you know, told me how to, to have fun this weekend. So. He was cool. I really have nothing okay. bad to say about All right. John Moxley. All right. The reason why I'm asking you this question, Ryan, is why? a couple of months ago, right? Why? A couple of months ago, our third man that's not here right now, Sam, ended up meeting Dean Ambrose, not John Moxley, but Dean Ambrose, right like on the tail end of his a tail end of his run. I think right. he, on a cricket I, store. I think at a cricket store, and I feel like it was in Philadelphia. I could be wrong. It was close to Philadelphia. It was like right so there. he went over there, and he said that. Moxie was like like a jerk with like, him. He, yeah, wasn't, he, he, he didn't even say what's up to him. He didn't say a word to Sam. <laughs> and but, then he talked to the kid behind him. But then he talked to the kid <laughs> behind Sam. So we have a so there's a theory on the show that these wrestlers look God. at Sam weird, or maybe Sam just gives like this bad attraction to fan, Hello, to, the, to wrestlers. The Walter picture. And also Tommy Dreamer, remember? <laughs> Tommy Dreamer too. And Tommy Dreamer too. So <laughs> Sam's kind of like in denial. Uh, but you kind of just said right oh now that. God. Your Moxie experience was great. So I feel yeah. like it's Sam, and I don't think it's the wrestlers. L let me tell you. Right, maybe maybe uh, I'll, I'll defend Sam on this one, because I heard stories, too, about... Um, I think it was... Well, no. I, oh, yeah, he was still in the, the WWE for WrestleMania. I don't know if it was the WrestleMania access or the Royal Rumble access, like right before the news came out that he was he was going to be leaving. I heard fans didn't have a good experience with him at that access, or too, or whatever it was, because mm -hmm. uh, it was at the tail end of him leaving. Maybe he was just really in a bad mood for those past <laughs> few months. I don't know. No, but Sam just has the uh, the bad. Sam, luck. listen, I, I've I've been there when Tommy Dreamer just completely ignored him. Oh um, my god! He takes a man. picture of Walter, and Walter doesn't even look like he wants to be next to the guy. <laughs> no, but okay, so and, but Sam has the the only Kool Aid smile, and it's like, hello. <laughs> I, I I don't know. May, maybe it's a mixture with Ambrose being miserable back then, and maybe just Sam just gives a weird attraction. I don't know. He probably thought and said, "This fucking guy." What maybe Sam just gives a weird vibe because Sam did say that he talked to the kid right behind Sam. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a Sam thing. Maybe it's a town thing. Well, I don't know. if Sam was here, we can ask him. But he's not, unfortunately. Well, there you go. Okay, we're going to touch on full <laughs> gear in a little bit. But before we get to that, so I bump into you guys at the at the arena, right? The whole Ro Royal Ramble crew, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And I'm dressed as Pentagon. <laughs> oh, man. No. Killing. Yeah, man. A lot of people thought I was Pentagon. Dude, everybody thought you were Pentagon, man. Like, and unless they really knew you, like, they thought you were Pentagon. So, I'm not going to lie, right? So, when you had the whole spot with Pentagon in the ring when the lights go off, a little bit in my head was like, that could be Mario. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then it wasn't. Damn. So, check this out. So, <laughs> I meet up with the Royal Ramble crew, right? And mm -hmm. I'm talking to all you guys. And you guys say, hey, you guys, are, go are you going to the after, pot after party? And I'm like, where's the after party at? And you tell me, he's like, Rams live, we're sarcastic at. So, I'm like, fuck mm -hmm. it, I'll go. I'm down, I'm down. Sam, always down. I'm always down. Yeah. Sam took the powder and went back to the room. <laughs> but we, I ended up, and, and I'm the old man. Well, I was like, "Damn, bro! I think I think you might have Leo beat." I told him that right before. And we, I'm the old man. 
before, right Leo, Leo can hang. Right before he so. took it in, I told him, I'm like, you might have Leo beat, brother. You might have Leo beat. He's like, I'm tired. I'm like, don't worry about it, bro. I'll all talk to you all he has on me is hair. That's about it. That's all he And has. he shaves his head. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I'll do anything for hair to grow up here, and it grows here on the he, side. He looks like a Briscoe brother of Jay's oh, when he shaves his head. Oh, so I meet up with you guys. So we're walking down ba- downtown Baltimore, and, I, and I'm in full Pentagon gear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in full Pentagon gear, right? Uh-huh. And like we go through like this very shady area to get to Rams Live, and nobody wants to even make eye contact with me. Of course, because oh. you're probably going to kick him or something. <laughs> Um, by the way, if you guys did not see the pictures, you can go to our Facebook, Instagram. Um, the pictures are up there. They're yeah. awesome. So good job, Mario. So we get to Rams Live, right? And you're like, okay, here's the venue. They inst- the, I think the security instantly looks at me and he goes, you got to go around the, around the building. <laughs> Remember? You should have gone around the building. They're like, listen, we don't need these fucking wrestling freak shows to be coming through the front. <laughs> so... We so you, get so you were that guy. I, I mean, I was grabbing attention. Unfortunately, I mean, like I was in gimmick. Okay, first of all, even if you weren't in gimmick, you still uh, get attention. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people think I'm a wrestler. <laughs> Remember that day we were in uh, the Hammerstein? People were looking at us like we were going to jump. Yeah, over. everybody <laughs> thought we was talented. Everybody they thought we were going to jump in the ring. So yeah, we get to Rams better. Live. We get into the venue, and I look at Ryan, and I'm like, "Yo, this is horrible." <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean horrible? The, the after party was pretty trash. Yeah, Ryan yeah, could uh, elaborate. It, but... it was it was just uh, it it was just the venue. I don't know. You know what it was though. I it, it hit me the next day. The reason why the the after party wasn't all that great is all the talent was at fucking Jimmy's at famous Jimmy's, yes. for for the Jericho, Jericho party. But I, th- there's no way that that fans could have gone to that though. Pentagon could have gone into no. that. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Pentagon goes everywhere in gimmick. I don't know. <laughs> Pentamario could get a gun into that. So we gimmicked our way to get to the VIP area of the fucking um after party. Okay. All right. He's already shaking his head. We're, that's that's, <laughs> that's all we're gonna say. We gimmicked. Yeah, we gimmicked our way in there after you originally tried to get up there by telling the guy you were Pentagon. <laughs> I did. Know what you did? <laughs> I did. The guy kind of looked at me. He, goes, he nah, looked down. Nah. He looked up and down. And he was like, "Nah, you're not Pentagon." So then we went to the other entrance <laughs> and we gimmicked our way to get up there. We got up there, and the first two people I see is Nyla Rose and Sunny Kiss. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Nyla Rose looks at me like, "Who are you, Pentacuatro?" <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Penta cuatro, dale. So, you know, because Christopher Daniels was Penta, yeah, yeah. Penta three, right? So <laughs> she says that. And then me, Sunny Kiss, you know, because Sunny Kiss from Jersey. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, what's, uh, what's up? And we started talking or whatever. Super cool. So now the whole Royal Rambo crew is up there. I'm yes. with them. And a lot and a lot of people are kind of looking at us a lot because mm-hmm. they couldn't like they were trying to figure out if I was Pentagon or not. <laughs> Well, then one of, one of the guys should have dressed up as uh, Ray Phoenix, and then, boom, you would have had a whole bunch of people come around you guys. So then Ryan does a story no. on his Instagram, <laughs> and he goes like, yeah, I'm here drinking with Pentagon. Everybody that's with us no-sold it, and they're just standing there like a bunch of schmucks. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for, thanks, thanks um, for joining in. Yeah, yeah. And and then everybody starts to like look like look at us like we, we have like three heads and they're like they're very confused. They're like, wait, is that really him? No, I feel like it's not, but wait, why would this kid be doing this? So so Ryan <laughs> Ryan ends up posting pictures uh, of us, uh, right? You know, me as Pentagon, which I'm probably gonna use that as the as the front page of this episode, by the way. And um <laughs> and people are like, Holy shit, how was he? Did he speak any English to you? <laughs> yo, yo, 
You oh my god, I wish I could show this. It probably won't come out good on the camera, but yeah. Literally, my friend, my friend, well, not my friend, this kid that I just know of on, on Instagram. Uh -huh. I don't really know him too well, but he goes, he goes, uh, dude, I can't believe you met Pentagon. And I was like, yeah, man, he was so cool to meet. He goes, <laughs> hell yeah, man, he seemed cool when he was at StarCast. Did he speak any English? Asking <laughs> me all these questions. You know, it, it would have been, it would have been really good if you could have had a Q&A with Mario and his broken Spanish. Because it would have been oh, funny. Yeah. No, but what, it, I, could, what you, I said you gotta to... do that next time. What I said to Ryan and them, right? So I was like, I was talking, like, people are looking at me, but then when I they hear me speak English, they're like, oh, that's not the real Pentagon. Uh, so what I was telling them, I was like, oh, me me speaking Spanish and broken English, that's just a gimmick. This is my real voice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want Trump to deport me. <laughs> no, oh. but it's funny because you brought up uh, Mommy Yankee earlier, yeah. right? So so um, for those that don't know, she's dating... Uh, Nerds. I'll yeah. leave it like that. Nerds clothing, nerds. right? Leave it like that. So um, he showed her, and shout out to Nerds clothing. I finally got to meet him. We chatted up a little bit. So he shows Mommy Yankee a picture of, of, of me, right, yeah. with gimmick with the shirt. And she goes like, oh, my God, I can't believe Pentagon's wearing the first jacket you made for him. Mm -hmm. And he looks at her and goes like, that's not Pentagon. That's your boy. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got a sneak peek of it, and, and I told you, like, you look really good with it, right? Mm -hmm. But it was funnier just looking on the story, how people, like, even in the background, like, when you took the picture, like, in front of the of the show, mm -hmm. like, people are, like, just looking, like, straight at you. Like, why would he take a picture now? Like, yeah. wasn't he there before, you know? <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of people thought it was Pentagon, but it, it was a good time. Um, We made the best of the after party, I will say that. It was, it was yeah. cool hanging out over there. But let's kind of talk about uh the card a little bit for Full Gear. Um, dude, uh, I think let's talk, let's talk about the most trending, trendiest match mm -hmm. that happened that night. Mm -hmm. And that's Omega and Moxley. They destroyed each other. Um, I really like the chain wrestling on there. <laughs> <laughs> I sense sarcasm. See, there. You got the joke, right? You um, got the joke, right? I think, you know, this was the match of the night. Um, and man, I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people was critical on the match, but if you wasn't glued to your TV watching this yes. match, and you didn't appreciate what they were putting their bodies through. Something's wrong yeah. with you. Uh, Ryan, what you think? What you think about yeah. this match? Dude, I, I totally agree. I, I loved it. I Like you said, I can understand why some people don't. Uh, it's not everybody's cup of tea. But, man, like, even if you didn't like it, you have to respect what those two guys yeah. went through. I mean, my God, dude. Like like you said, it was, it was honestly, I think Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, like, described it as a spectacle. Like, it whether you liked it or hated it, it's it was a spectacle, and it's mm. gonna be one of those matches that people look back on that is gonna be memorable again, whether you like it or you hate it. Mm -hmm. What those two guys did was just tremendous. I mean, I personally loved it because I like hardcore matches like that. Yeah, and and you have a lot of these wrestling purists that are gonna say, "Oh, it's a spectacle," or "This is not wrestling." <laughs> but you know what? It had people talking about it the next day. It had people yeah. talking about it when it was going on. I mean, me personally, I thought the whole spot on the mm -hmm. barbed wire wood. I thought that was the end of the match. And they still kept going. They still kept going for like, I think, yeah. another 10 minutes. So, but my, my thing was this, like, and this is my thought process. This is what that match against Brock Lesnar should have been. Yes, absolutely yep. right. Like, this is, my, what I'm thinking is, okay, he sat down with Omega and said, you know what? I had an idea to do this, 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 10 things. And Omega said, okay, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> you they, know what I mean? You know what? Could you imagine this happening at WrestleMania? <laughs> 
But I, then you would have had people talking about it. It would have been a, a good match that people would talk about. Why? Because it was it was it was a spectacle. But you would look at it and, and I, talk about it. I was at Wrestle at that WrestleMania for yeah. Ambrose and uh, Lesnar. And I I'm remember so, going. I'm sorry for your loss. I remember going into going into that pay uh, per view. I remember saying like. When the match first got announced, Lesnar and Ambrose, everybody was like, yo, this match is going to be crazy. Like, we're expecting, like, but when they in- added the, the insanity. No and then they started adding, like, the comic, comical stuff and Ambrose bringing the wagon. And then when we got the match, it was like a fart in church. It was. It was. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, disappointment, but. And, and, you know, and, and I also feel like wrestling purists also and more like the old school fan, they pick yeah. and choose when a match is acceptable or not. Because people were praising Edge and Mick Foley at WrestleMania 22, yeah. and they beat the snot out of each other. And though, and some of those same people are crapping on this match. Well, even The Rock and, and Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. Remember when Mick Foley had his hands tied behind his back? So I feel like people pick and choose when they yeah. want to uh, give a negative rating or like say, like, oh, that was shit, that's not wrestling, whatever. They pick and choose. Did, me, you, did you watch the whole show? I ended up, I was there no, live, no, I know, of course, and then the following night, I actually went back to watch the show, and to be honest with you, I enjoyed it more watching it on my TV than I was there live, and I'm not saying I had a bad experience watching it live, yes. but once I watched it on TV, some of the matches that I thought like, oh, they were okay, I actually enjoyed it a little bit more when I was watching it on TV. And, and one of the things, Ryan, that, that we also do here is, okay, Mario goes to a lot more wrestling shows than I do, and so does Sam. But what we always try to talk about is you have to go back and watch it on TV. Why? Because you have different angles. There might be some spots that you miss. Mm-hmm. You you might have been looking somewhere else and then you miss something. But it's also the vibe of how it comes through. Like my thing when I went to WrestleMania was I didn't hear the crowd as loud as I thought they would be. Why? Because of the stadium and how big it was and you you would lose the, the screaming basically. But yeah. when you go and watch it, and, and again, that's why I said, did you watch the whole show? Because... It kept you glued from start to finish because you were always looking forward. Okay, what's coming up next? I mean, that whole spot with the Rock and Roll Express and the, and the Canadian Destroyer. I mm-hmm. mean, I can't even do that. And I'm like, what, a third of his age? Yeah, <laughs> so, that was impressive. That, yeah. that was a great oh, – I know there was a, there was a, a dark match, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, um, man, for the buy-in. But that, that was a great opener, too, between – uh, uh, you know, LAX, you know, I still call them at LAX versus the Young Bucks. That was a great opener, and the right team won. What do you think of Ryan? Yeah, no, uh, I I agree 100% with you guys. I love I love being there live because it's mm. just a great experience. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you need to go back to watch the show on TV just to see because you miss certain things. And I in the past, I have missed certain things being there live. Like, you just don't notice. Yeah. Uh, have not gone back to watch the Full Gear show because – uh, it's on pay-per-view, so, like, I would have to buy it, I guess, because I don't really know how else I would watch it. I know some people did upload uh, the Jericho and Cody match and uh, Omega Moxley on YouTube, but, you know, those matches were, like, 40 minutes long, so I really have to have yeah. t- get time to, like, sit down and, and watch it. And uh, I'll, really I'll send you a link. Time. I'll send you yeah, a link where they break I, it down. Yeah, I have, a, I, have a li- I have a link, too, and I'll send that to you. <laughs> you gotta you know. ask, bro. We'll, you gotta we'll, ask. We'll, 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 we'll do it after the show, Ryan. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, all right. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I agree. I, I enjoy watching it on TV because you just see certain things you don't see being there. But of course I love being there too. So you mentioned Cody and Jericho. Can we just touch on how insane Cody's pyro is? Yeah. (laughs) Is he like the triple H bro? His, I thought he was going to get like burned. 
Because it's like at one point you didn't even see him anymore. Yeah. yeah. The dude knows how to make an entrance. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, That match was really good. And he took a tremendous bump right in the ramp because they had like that old school ramp where the ramp leads now, right what, to the what, ramp. What do you think about that ramp? Should they still use it to like make themselves different? I feel I feel like the, the vibe I got for Full Gear is like this was a different entrance. Like it was a different type Titron. Yeah. And obviously we got the ramp. If they it's don't funny do how it for, we call it Titantron. <laughs> if they don't, if they don't have it for every pay per view yeah. and kind of like pick and choose when they want to do it, I think it's cool. So for full gear, you use you, that, yeah, or for like uh two pay per views from now, okay. And they want to yeah. use that so cool. On, off, As on, all, yeah, okay. if they make it different, I don't want it to be repetitive. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, what I, I don't right? want that ramp like that all the time. But yeah, like me either. Said, mm -hmm. if, if they do it every now and then, I don't have a problem with it either. Okay, because I I think ninety percent of that that bump and that cut and that bruise and everything that happened in Cody's face. Was because of the ramp. Oh yeah, because if he would have done that spot anywhere else in the ring, he wouldn't have had what a thirty-nine stitches. That, that was a really nasty bump, dude. Yeah, that was crazy. I honestly, I mean, I don't know. There was there was a little bit of doubt that that match. Uh, I thought it was gonna get cut short a little bit because that yeah. was just gruesome. But I, I right thought we were the... gonna see another Nate Diaz. To be honest with you, yeah, it was like a similar cut. Yeah, yeah. you know that people, know, were... man, but like when the doc came over and he yeah. kind of like. Whatever he did, like, um, you know. Super glue. Held, held the towel over there. Yeah, man. It just you know, it stopped. I mean, you know, it was bleeding a little bit, but. Yeah. These wrestling doctors, they don't they don't get the credit they deserve. Because, like, you know, even fast-forwarding a little bit, even with NXT, with the Mia Yim stuff. Mia yeah. oh, Yim, yeah. her face exploded. Yeah. And then the doctor did something. And then you can still see, like, the blood residue, but the blood stopped. Yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't as bad. Yeah. yeah. They actually yeah. use crazy glue. <laughs> no lie. Crazy glue. Yeah, huh? that's what they do. That's what holds it, it in place for it, now. It's crazy glue, but different. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what they do. Even like they, they they even use a spray. Like if somebody's hurt, mm -hmm. like that numbs basically that area for them to keep. Yeah, going. that was a that was a nasty bump from Cody. But I thought the the Cody and Jericho match was really really good too. I, yeah. I like the story they were telling, and I I like the loophole they gave us where he never tapped out. He never tapped out, and MJF. Yeah through the towel so like if they ever want to revisit this like this angle where Cody can never challenge for the title again mm -hmm. he goes like well Jericho never bit, beat me I never got to tap out yeah mm -hmm. hey, you leave I, it open yeah go mm -hmm. ahead Ryan yeah that's what I think uh, is going to happen eventually it was a creative way to end the match I didn't know how to feel about it at first mm -hmm. but over time I was like okay like I kind of like this because it plays into the story yep. and obviously made sense with you know uh, MJF turning on him finally, but yeah, they could always revisit that because I refuse to believe that Cody's never going to challenge for this belt. He's the again. biggest face in AEW. Yeah, how, now, how could he never win his own championship? I mean, come <laughs> on, like well, you know, he has to. you know, the second that he wins it, people are like, "Oh yeah, here we go." The boss oh, giving yeah. himself the the title. But, but now, if you give yourself time, yeah. time, and then once you revisit this, maybe for next year's All Out or, or something like that, or maybe even Full Gear next year, where yeah. they revisit like a year ago, you lost and you lost your chance to play. It's like, hey, I never got to tap out, you know. So right. maybe they could revi revisit this angle mm -hmm. somewhere down the line. But I think the right call was made. Jericho shouldn't lose the title anytime soon. No, not at all. No, By the way, what, one little takeaway from that match, and, and you know I'm all about like OCD and shit. Mm -hmm. You should have had somebody else on Jericho's corner not get involved, but at least have a towel. You know what I mean? Because if you're going to have MJF throw in the towel... Mm -hmm. So who's going to do it for Jericho if he was going to pass out? You, you know, instead of him throwing the towel, MJF, you know what I would like him to do? I, I know. Throwing the scarf. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. would have been a little nitpick, a no, little, but, little but, nudge here, but I, it would have been, it would have made sense. Like, oh, he doesn't have a towel, but he threw in the scarf. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that was, and I kind of knew that it was coming, 
because of the the way that it was being shot. Like, do I really need to say MJF with a towel? Like, yeah. he didn't have a towel before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what's gonna happen? Yeah, but, where the hell did a towel come from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. it was under, it was under the ring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly, but like, it just came out of nowhere. I couldn't even. I don't even remember when like he went under there to grab it. Like, that's another thing too. Like, you just certain things you just don't remember or you don't notice. Like. Mm-hmm. It, one one thing I, I will say, because uh, I know a lot of people online was like, oh, it's too certain to turn MJF, you know, turn on Cody. Because we all expected it to happen. Mm-hmm. We just didn't right. know exactly when. And, you know, after him throwing in the towel and him apologizing like a little schmuck, I think it was the perfect time to turn him because the crowd yeah. went completely nuts. And then visually, whether the, the, the fan was planted or not, it, planted or not, it got yeah. revealed that he's an independent wrestler. When that Dude threw in the the water, the soda, whatever it was mm-hmm. at MJF. Visually, that yeah. was an amazing shot, and the oh, way what? MJF like no sold it was great. Yeah, no, yeah, it was a great, it was a great touch. It it it, it made that moment that much more memorable. It, it gave me ECW WCW Monday Nitro feels. That's what it gave yeah. me. Well, and, and and I think what they wanted to also make it feel like, hey, the NWO turning and and Hulk Hogan coming out type of thing, where. You're not going to have everybody else throw in stuff, you know, from the outside, but at least you're having things like that. Now, you need to have little details like this because we notice it because we're crazy and we like wrestling and we watch everything. But to the casual fan, like that's just going to be in their in their mindset. Like, OK, this is what they're doing or it's something different. Like just Jericho taking that chair and sitting down and crossing his legs and waiting. OK, Cody, are you going to fight? Like how much time are you going to take with yeah. the doctor? Mm-hmm. Like that little thing adds to the story like you don't need to hey do thirteen thousand flips and then try to pin it every you don't need that so again little details they go a long way so yeah Ali. absolutely hey ryan this is uh what is this your third AEW show you ever attended um no so i went to all out i went to the washington debut mm-hmm. i went to the philly show and then here. Okay, here. so this is your nice. fourth one. My fourth, yeah. So this was my first AEW show. So one thing I did notice was when I go fans. to when I go to a WWE show, their volume on their entrance scenes is high. Like you could yes. hear it both on when you're in the show, when you're yeah. there, and then also when you're watching it on TV, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. One thing I did notice about the AEW show. And listen, I'm not being an AEW hater because, you know, the marks would be like, oh, why? A-N-W, that's what they're calling it now. So I'm not being an AEW hater, but it's okay. It's okay to be a fan of AEW and critique certain things. Vanilla Midgets is what they're calling it now. You're not being trifling or anything like that. One thing I did notice. I got kicked out of that group. (laughs) I I, I had to leave that group. That group was a pain in the ass. It's full. Fuck them. So one thing I did notice was they pick and choose when they want to put the volume up on their theme songs. And when I went back to watch the show, I noticed for like the women's match, the themes up, the theme songs yeah. were up, and then for the main event, I I could barely hear the theme song. I feel like they need to they need to rock that shit. Like I want to hear it. They got to keep yeah. everything at the Dude, same level. We, me and my friends, everybody who's ever attended an AEW show, like like yourself for the first time, has always said the same thing. And me and my brother said it from the start. All Out was our first like official AEW show, and we said it right. That's like one of the first things I noticed is like, wow, I can't barely hear the theme songs. Like it, it's. It's just a thing that they need to work on. I don't know why they haven't figured that out yet. Like you said, even on TV, it's very noticeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like they, they pick and they pick up. and choose. Cause like Sam was saying, like one theory he had during the women's match, he didn't think like they were gonna get a reaction. So that's when they decided to put the volume up on the theme songs. Okay. Okay. But then and for the main event, like I want to hear the themes. Yeah, because- and, and also too, you want to like 
be able to familiarize yourself with some of these theme songs. Like when a, a, the music hits, you want to be able to say, okay, this is that person or this is that person. Like in WWE, you know everybody's theme song. I know it's going to take some time because AEW is still a new company. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you crank it up and you hear like the beginning of a song like that, you're going to instantly know who it is. And like if you can't hear it, it's going to take you a moment to be like, all right, who's coming out now? And that's just not how it should be. And I feel like that's another reason why some of the fan base too, because I've seen this online also, a lot of the fan base like crafts on like some of the theme songs for AEW. Like, oh, it's trash. It's nowhere near like WWE. But like if you go actually on YouTube, yeah, and you look at some of the theme songs. Yo, some of these guys it's like good. have really good wrestling theme songs. Like, um, Sean Spears, low key, he wow. might have one of the best theme songs in that company. Now, his is like his is uh, from that Wrestle Flow. Wrestle Flow, right? yeah, Wrestle yeah. Flow. Now, I've been watching AEW mm -hmm. and watching uh, Spears. And today was the first time I actually heard the song. It, some people don't <laughs> like, even like, like some people don't like even Mar Mario's playing. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like this is the guy WrestleFlow. He's like, nah, this is Sean Spears. This is Sean Spears theme song. <laughs> like, hello. And like I know another one, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but yeah. like a lot of people are so used to hearing Kenny Omega's theme from New Japan. I kinda like his theme song in AEW too. Oh, I love it. But a lot I of people it. crap on it though. Oh, if you hear that one on YouTube, they actually um on YouTube they have like a the, the introduction to the song they actually they cut that in half when when he plays in the arena they kind of just skip to yeah, like yeah 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 you hear like the piano in the beginning and right. on youtube yeah yeah it's so good though it, it, it gets you pumped but like you yeah. know you can barely hear sometimes and maybe identify to the song if, if you can't even hear it like on tv or in the arena i mean yeah. we, we know people that listen like hello we listen to these songs even mm -hmm. when we're not doing a show because we enjoy like okay this is something that maybe not a lot of people have tapped into. Yeah. But we enjoy it, not because it's a wrestling song, but it's a good song. No, oh, of course. Like the Shinsuke Nakamura one, even when they did the whole, like Remix? they're doing now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We still like that one. Of course. Of course. You know? I, uh, the Lucha Bros theme song I love, it's too. Bad. I love their theme song, uh, too. Private Party, I think, has a catchy song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there's a lot of good ones. People yeah. just need to, you even, know. Even Moxley's theme song, like which has yeah. no lyrics or nothing, it gives you like this old school grungy yes. like CCW yes. ECW type vibe. Yep. All right, let's move on to more some more AEW stuff. More? Um, Luchasaurus made his return on Dynamite. Uh, what's your yes. what's your thoughts on um Jurassic Express? Dude, huge pop for Luchasaurus coming mm, back. I yes. loved it. I thought it was a great moment. Uh, as soon as the post-match stuff happened with the Dark Order, I was like, I knew instantly where they were going with mm -hmm. it. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen Luchasaurus, so I'm mm -hmm. happy to see him back. You know, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I don't hate Marco Stunt like some people do, man. I think the guy is good. He's and talented. I understand why He's a talented kid. What? He's a talented kid, dude. He is, man. For for a guy his size and how young he is, he's he's tremendous. And he stepped in in a big way and really, you know, came to play. And that's yeah. that's good for him. I don't know what the future is going to be now. I guess if they do, like, trios matches, he'll still be involved. But now it's got to be Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, man. I want to see them make a run for those tag titles now. I love those two together. You know one thing that I noticed at the end when when he, you know, when Luchasaurus is standing there and then Marco stunt stands in front of him, he doesn't want to put the mask on. And Luchasaurus tells him to put the mask on, mm -hmm. right? I think mm -hmm. if you put a mask on him with the whole Luchasaurus and now he's the Minisaurus, I think he'll be able to do more, like not just do it for trios. Like you could still have him go and do single matches. You well, can still have him be well, in other well, stories. Marco, well, Marco, when he comes out and he like he comes out with um, yeah. Jack, uh, fucking Jack, Jack Perry, um, Jungle, Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy Jack, Jungle Man, J Jungle Boy Jack. That's what Jr. <laughs> calls him. 
when he comes yeah. out with Jungle Boy, like he does wear the mask. Marco yeah. Stunt no, does no, wear no. the mask. And that's why he came to the ring mm-hmm. with that. But I guess at the end, now you have Luchasaurus. There's no need for him to wear the mask. Mm-hmm. But Luchasaurus told him to wear the mask. Like you could actually see it. So what I'm thinking is, keep going with that. I know that I know AEW is a, a brand new company, and yeah. I know we're just getting started with like the titles or whatever. So we have a women's title, we have a tag division, and then we have a, a world title, right? I know in WWE is very oversaturated with titles, mm-hmm. and part of me doesn't. I don't really nitpick at it as it much because it's like you have a big roster, right? Yeah. But if you look at AEW's roster, there's a lot of trios, or like there, they, you know, because if you possibility of trios. there's a lot of possibility of trios. Yep. I think they would benefit on a six man title. I know that's not that's a very unpopular thing to say, but I think AEW would benefit on that. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, definitely. They have, they have, like you said, the people in place. I think to do it. Uh, I'm not really a fan of trios titles. Um, you know, the New Japan ones. I don't even know who the hell has them half the time. They, they uh, haven't been defended in the last year, bro. Uh, oh God, dude. Yeah, I, I couldn't even tell you who has. I follow New Japan like very like I'm on top of it. I couldn't even tell you who the hell did the champs now. I just don't care because they just flip flop them around. Like you know, it's like a hot potato game all the time. Mm-hmm. And for me, like trios titles never really did anything. I think does Ring of Honor still have them? Yeah, they do. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't know that I, either. I think but. I think Villain Enterprises are still the champs over there. I think. Yeah, see, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> if they were going to do it, I think it would work for AEW, like you said, because they have the people in place. Um, I don't think they're going to do it, though, because I saw the, uh, Nick Jackson, too, did, like, a Q&A the other day, and people were even asking him about a mid-card title, they and definitely, he shot that down. They do need a mid-card title. Oh, man. they do, yeah. They, they have oh. to. They, they have, they have all, think about it. When was the last time we saw Jimmy Havoc on Dynamite? Don't they have the yeah. ring? Yeah, what do you did you read up on that ring? We're getting like a it's like a battle roll, a battle bowl type thing with the ring. It's like a battle royal, and then oh, the winner gets like a ring, twelve what? pack something. Or yeah, what is that? I, I don't know. <laughs> like, is the ring gonna be like? Are you gonna be like number one contender for the title if you win the ring? Like, what's the ring Dude, for? Here's the thing. I love AEW, man, and like I'm I'm one of those people that well, not really defends them. I could care less what the trolls say, whatever. I don't need to defend what I like. Like you yeah. said before, like you don't care about ratings. You just watch whatever you like. Exactly. But. I, you know, I, I'm obviously not somebody, and as some people may say differently, because they think I just praise everything that they do. I praise most of the stuff because everything I think most of the stuff that they do. It, it's okay uh, I, to critique it. it yeah, you're not but, being, you're not being an AEW hater for not liking certain things. Because I said right. that last time. Like I love AEW. I want not only AEW, but I want all these companies to succeed. Yeah. Just because yeah. we critique something doesn't mean we're a hater. Except bring right. It Right, but th- this is certain things that they need to do better on. Like, they can't yeah. just announce this Diamond Dozen or Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal and not explain it. Mm-hmm. Like, I- I- I'm sure they'll explain it next week, but, like, you're advertising this for next week, right? So put together a video package or, or, exactly. or the yeah. rules or something to describe what it is so I can get hyped about it. Right now, I'm, I'm confused. I shouldn't be sitting here confused. Or they could they could have made the announcement on Dynamite, right? And one thing I praise AEW, they do a lot of things on social media. So be like, yeah. tune in to Friday night at noon where you're going to get the full rules and explanation for this this Dynamite Dozen yeah. Battle Royal, whatever right. it's called. And they'll explain to you and what it means and what, after you win it, what does that mean for you or whatever, Yeah, because right? all we know right now, hey, we're having a battle royal and the guy's going to get a ring. Yeah. That's all we but know. what's the ring for? <laughs> yeah, a ring. And, uh, like... I don't get. They also did the same thing when they've been debuting these new women like Jamie Hayter and Shanna. Like they can't. Shanna's throw, really good, man. They're good. They're both good. I'm. Wow. I'm a fan of both. But you can't just throw them in there without some background. Like they could have benefited from a video package, maybe yep. hyping them up a little yep. bit about their history. Like they need to start doing that to 
familiarize the fans with s certain people. They did that before they had TV, like leading up to Double or Nothing, and you know they they highlighted like B Priestley and even Ali and stuff, mm -hmm. like on like those Road Two shows or whatever. They need to start doing that on TV because now you have a bigger audience. You kind of have to like make them familiar with these people and and these things like the Battle Royal. Like you can't just throw them out there and expect people to just mm -hmm. like roll with it and be like, okay, I don't know what this is, but uh, you know. They also have to work on their women's division, too. Because, like, with their women's division, unfortunately, a lot of people don't care about it. One thing I will say is that Rio is very over. Yeah, she is. Yeah. At well, they did a good job building her up over the over the past few months. She's one of those people that have been there since Double or Nothing. She, so they've done a good job with she her. She gets a pop no matter what. I don't know, you know, for a girl that, you know doesn't even speak English. I don't know what it is, if it's just the fact that she looks so innocent or the fact is, like, how this tiny-ass female could go in the ring. Like, yeah. she like she exposed Britt Baker when they had that match a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, Britt Baker's... Britt Baker is, is solid. Like, she's not that bad, but she obviously has a lot to work on still. I, I was I think I, I think I might have told you this in Baltimore. I think AEW made the mistake, and this is no disrespect to Britt Baker because they could have they could have signed both, but I think they picked the wrong girl. I think they should have gotten Santana Garrett. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I think Santana Garrett's a lot better. They definitely missed the boat on that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, she's on NXT now. But um, another thing that got announced for next week, we're getting a uh, Moxley and Darby Allen, which I think is going to be a great match mm -hmm. for next oh, week. Dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I, I... I kind of like when Moxley came out for that promo in the beginning, and he was like, you know, anybody who is gonna. It started becoming a little bit repetitive. Yeah, I, I, well, I expected somebody to interrupt him right there, but then like I was kind of like thinking Darby Allen too. I was thinking Darby Allen or Jimmy Havoc. Like, I thought Jimmy Havoc. Like, I thought Jimmy yeah, Havoc. Yeah, like somebody who's crazy like Moxley. But I mean, dude, I'll take Darby Allen, man. I don't know. I don't know what the whole thing is. You heard about the um, the thing with Jimmy Havoc and uh, Excalibur, the fight? Yeah, there was a fight that happened, I think, at Tony Schiavone's uh, birthday party. Birthday party, yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, I don't know if you read this, Leo. Apparently, no. Jimmy Havoc was trashed. Uh-huh. And him and Excalibur got into like a, a verbal argument or something okay. and Jimmy Havoc went to go swing at Excalibur completely missed and Excalibur <laughs> put him in a chokehold and check this out Ryan and I want to I want to kind of get your opinion on this so one thing when I first read the story and then like the following day after the the story got like you know put out there and there was more details on the story one thing that 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 came to my uh to my head was like man they want to compete with WWE, but shit like this wouldn't happen in the WWE where they would go like to Jimmy's Famous Seafood and a fight just breaks out like this. And yeah. little things like this. Now, granted, uh, Jimmy Havoc and Excalibur ended up like, you know, making up and Jimmy mm -hmm. Havoc is very like he, he he's very embarrassed and he regrets what happened. Yeah, but you still did it. Though. But you still did it. And I think little things like that is like what WWE looks at and they laugh at it like, oh, and this is our competition. Yeah, no, I mean, it sucks because, like, it's not AEW's fault that Jimmy Havoc went on a rant like that. But, you know, they do – I mean, this kind of stuff happens, I guess. I mean, it shouldn't happen, but I don't know if this is why Jimmy Havoc hasn't been on TV. But, I mean, that's only been one week since it happened, really. So you can't really say he hasn't been on TV because of that. But well, if he, starts losing, if, he start, if he starts losing matches, we know why. <laughs> yeah, if he starts getting buried from here on out. I do think they need to, you know – do something to make sure it doesn't happen again. You know, maybe keep him off of TV for a lengthy amount of time, even though, you know, it's not what I prefer and, and you either because we like him as a, as a wrestler. Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe to just to make sure this doesn't happen again and to really punish him and, and make him realize, look, dude, like, we're serious about this company. Like, you can't just be doing this and it, you can't be – we can't be 
having this negative publicity out there, you know? It's not a good look because, you know, when people read this, it's like, oh, look at, look at it. And they say they're not an independent promotion. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is shit that happens, like, in the indies or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You like, know, it, it could happen in WWE, though. I mean, we've heard stories like the Enzo Amore thing on the boss or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, I mean, it could happen there. But, yeah, of course, the marks would look for anything I, I to feel like I w- feel like this is a little bit different from the WWE situation because WWE is already established. AEW is brand yeah. new. So when you he- see stuff like this... WWE, like I said, they're going to look at this and laugh at it and be like, oh, this is our competition. Well, but Because this is the thing, too. When WWE went through their growth period, mm-hmm. there were no smartphones. Yeah. There, were no, there were no digital cameras. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, you couldn't get information to come out as much as it did now. This, these fights probably did happen all the time in their growth mm-hmm. period. But now, okay, WWE doesn't go to restaurants. Now they have things catered. You know, like these things are still going on. But they yeah. have a way to contain it now. Unfortunately, that's what AEW has to deal with now. Because hey, something happens, it's on the internet in two seconds. So yeah. unfortunately, yeah. that's what they have to deal with. But WWE did go through all this. Do you think that that's why McMahon has all these rules that people what people can't do? Mm-hmm. Because he's dealt with them already. Yeah. So Dali. Yeah. Um. It also got announced for next week. We got the uh, Santana Ortiz versus Private Party. This is being dubbed as a match. You know. Celebrating the light of Matt Travis, you know they're all mm-hmm. House of Glory guys, which uh, I praise AEW for acknowledging Matt Travis. They even yeah. mentioned it on commentary. Um, so this is kind of be a, a match tribute for him. And then uh, Scorpio Sky gets a big win over Jericho and Sammy G. Uh, it was a tag match for the tag titles mm-hmm. with Frank Azaria and Scorpio Sky defending their titles, and he pinned Jericho. Um, are we gonna see a Scorpio Sky and Jericho match in the near future? What you thinking, Ryan? Yeah, I'm thinking that's where it's going. I I, I kind of uh, read up on something a few months ago. I don't know if it was after All Out or something, um, but I think Tony Khan said it in one of the post like uh, show interviews that like they're gonna they they are very high on Scorpio Sky. Like they want to push him, and I think maybe he even teased too. Like he wants to do a singles run and fight for the world championship. So I, I kind of wasn't surprised to see that. Uh, if it happens, like soon i think it's the wrong decision because then they just came out with that ranking system and like Pac is at number one so i don't think they're gonna do like the wwe approach where it's like if you pin the champion you automatically are become number one contender mm-hmm. maybe that's something that they'll like uh well they could, they could tease having a match they could still have a match and it could be non-title but yeah, just if, could... once scorpio sky and jericho have like a one-on-one even if scorpio sky loses if it's a competitive match scorpio sky is already made just like oh, yeah. jericho and darby allen yeah, totally. That's the one thing they've been doing uh, good on AEW is really building up some of these guys. Despite them losing, like Darby Allen, they did a fantastic job of making him into a legit like star. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've been doing it with quite a few people. So yeah, that's whether they win or lose. Like you know, that's I think that's the goal is to make these guys look good and and you know really show the, a new audience that might not be familiar with them like what they could really do. Yeah, Scorpio Sky has a star ring all over him. Absolutely, yeah. All right, let's, that's enough with the AEW stuff. Let's talk about a little bit of NXT. Um, we we spoke about it. We briefly mentioned it. Uh, Mia Yim and Io Shirai, bro. These two women destroyed each other in that mm-hmm. ladder match at NXT. Ryan, what's yeah. your thoughts? So, yeah, so good. Honestly, like that that match was absolutely tremendous. And uh, mad respect for Mia Yim, man. What she went through during Yo, that, my God, she's a. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I don't want to say that, you know, she's a tough bitch, but she really is, dude. Like, she gets, her face gets exploded from a dropkick to a ladder from Io Shirai. Yeah. 
And what's what the irony of that is like earlier in the night, uh, what's her face? Aaliyah, her face got exploded from what's the chick's name? Uh, Zaylee, Zaylee, is that her name? Is Zaylee? Yeah. So her face gets exploded, mm -hmm. and then you have like a, a even like worse. Yeah. When when the doctor thinks, okay, this is bad. Hold on. Yeah, and, and you could tell <laughs> Hold my beer. You could tell like you could tell like Io Shirai and the referee were also mm -hmm. trying to kill time. And and I'm sure both women were better, especially more with Mia Yim. And then on top of that, then you Mia Yim takes that crazy bump at the end yeah. where we see uh what's her face? Kay, uh Kaylee Kaylee Ray, Kay, Kaylee Ray from UK. Mm -hmm. You know, she's the UK women's champion. And now she's gonna be the fourth woman in uh Team Baszler. Yeah, that was that was quite surprising to me. Um I you know, I didn't really know who was gonna be the last um person on the team but i definitely wasn't expecting her so when she came out i was quite surprised but i'm kind of happy that they're kind of implementing her into nxt yeah you know i don't watch nxt uk uh not that i think it's bad it's just that it's too much wrestling bro it's too much it's, wrestling yeah that too yeah it's too much i can't invest myself in another show um but i i do like a lot of the talent there so to see some of those talent come over to the regular nxt I love that when they do that. So I was happy to see her. Yeah, me too. Um, I think I, I, at first I was thinking like, yo, are they going to turn Dakota Kai heel? Because she kind of yeah. got played and she's going to be the fourth mm -hmm. person in team. That's what I thought. That, I think a lot of people thought that. but um, That was the obvious thing, yeah. But, you know, we got a nice surprise there. And, um, you know, it's crazy. To, and I'm not saying that the men's war games match isn't going to be good. But I'm kind of looking forward more to the women's one. And I kind of hope they main event. Yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see which one they do, you know, in the opener and then which one they main event. Either way, I think they're both stacked. I know a lot of people are looking forward to the women's because it's like the first one. Um, and the fact that I love about the, the women's one, too, is like they're not shoving it down our throats. No, and like no, 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 again. Like, dude, it's so thank God, mm -hmm. you know, it, it makes me want to see it that much more that they're not like, you know, shoving it down and just doing it for a publicity stunt. For but, the first time ever. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it's kind of it, the the whole women's evolution thing is trying to kind of get like kind of played out at this point. Like women's wrestling is at a good place. So let's, you know, you don't have to use the, the terminology women's evolution. Like, you know, right. it's the first ever women's war games match. You know, they main event it cool. Like, I think they should main event it, to be honest with you. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, they deserve it. And if they, if what we got from that ladder match is any tease to what War Games is going to be, yo, these women are going to kill themselves. Oh, absolutely, yeah. dude. I mean, this this is the best women's division in all of wrestling. In I, my agree. Opinion. I agree. I mean, they, it, they have the most badass woman there between Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai. I mean, dude, the list is, is absolutely en endless. Candice LeRae, too, if anybody's familiar with what she did before coming to WWE yes. and, like, PWG. Like, she's an animal, too. I, like, it's this is going to be an insane I feel match. like Candice LeRae is going to be the sleeper in this match. She's going to pull yeah. out, like, some crazy shit in this match. Dude, I could see her. I could see her being the one that like climbs all the way up at the top of the cage, jumping down on everybody, mm -hmm. like doing some crazy stuff. It's gonna man. be her, yeah. or Eo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or Eo doing the moonsault. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that too. Dude, it's. Yeah, I'm looking crazy. forward to it. Like I said, NXT takeovers never disappoint. But never. man, this War Games this year looks absolutely stacked. Between that and uh, you know Matt Riddle and Finn Balor, dude, I, it's gonna be so. So, so let's awesome. talk about that match because originally we were gonna get Gargano versus uh, Finn Balor. But it looks like Gargano has a stinger on his neck. I don't know if that's the exact uh, medical term that they use, but it's some type of neck injury. This is going to be like his first takeover he misses in God knows how long. Yeah. So no Johnny takeover for this match. But, man, the way to like kind of build for Riddle and Balor in like a week span to get you interested, I think NXT did a great job. What do you think, Ryan? 
Absolutely. Quite honestly, they didn't need to do anything to get me hyped for that match. I mean, they could have literally just randomly announced it, and I would have been hyped either way <laughs> because that's a match I never thought we would really see. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, like the fact that it makes sense with, you know, uh, Finn Balor giving him, like, the DDT on the ramp at the end of the episode, like, two weeks ago, and then, you know, coming out on the microphone, talking about him, and then, you know, uh, Riddle jumping him. I just think it was all perfectly done. And uh, and then now it creates a void for the uh, the men's match because now we need a fourth guy for uh, Ciampa's team. Yeah, because yeah. now uh, Riddle's out of the match, but they added uh, Dijak. I refuse to call him his NXT name. <laughs> yeah, uh, me they too, add, man. They added Dijak to the team, which uh, we kind of we kind of predicted that a couple episodes before. It kind of it does make you wonder um, who that fourth guy is going to be. And you know, Velveteen Dream apparently he's injured, so we don't know if it's going to be him. Yeah. I highly doubt that Gargano's going to get cleared for takeover, so I don't think it's going to be him. Um, you know, it kind of makes you wonder who this guy could be. Um, at first, I thought it would, maybe they'll. I would have loved to see Pete Dunne in the match, but he's in the program with uh, Punishment Martinez and my guy from uh, what's his face? He used to be Insanity before. What's my dude's name? Killian Dane. Killian Dane. Yes. So he's in a program with them. So it's not going to be Pete Dunne. Uh, any predictions here, Ryan? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think maybe at this point, you know, yeah, I really don't have many options. You should give it to somebody like um, like Swerve, like Isaiah Swerve Scott or, um, you know, I'm not really a huge fan of this, but like, you know, they've been building up Cameron Grimes to be like this, like, uh, you know, monster by beating mm -hmm. people in like 30 seconds. I wouldn't really be a fan of that. I would put Swerve Scott in there, honestly, because I just I don't see who else they could I, potentially put I, in there. I like Swerve a lot. And I'm kind of I'm reaching here for who I think might be who I I wouldn't be surprised if it's Tyler Bate. Okay. Oh yeah. I was th I was I mean, thinking more I was thinking more Cesaro. You know I mean they're not doing nothing with Cesaro. They're wasting him up there. <laughs> how how <laughs> insane would it be if you see Cesaro like they leave it a mystery until the night of and you see Cesaro show up? Yeah right. Uh, <laughs> or have his music play at the end because you're gonna have. Yeah, because they're gonna be advantage. they're gonna be locked in cages anyway. Yeah. So like, if you just don't have that fourth person locked in the cage or whatever, and then you just hear his music hit, that would be great. Or don't even That'd have him great. come out, do the whole thing uh -huh. you know, to end the match. Yeah. And right before the match ends, and if you're gonna finish with that match yeah. again, you want people to talk about it yeah. after the match is over. Mm -hmm. Have his music come out, boom, you win it for your team, get out, bye. Yeah. Then you have people <laughs> talking about it for the next two weeks. Yeah. Just saying. Never is going to happen, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could fantasy book like we said before. Of course. <laughs> all that's right. What, that's what wrestling fans do. All right, all right. Um, so uh, there's really not much to talk about Raw, but I, I no? think... No? Nah, Raw was terrible. You sure? Did you, what did you think about <laughs> Raw? Did you even watch Raw, Ryan? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I, I try not to watch it. You know, it's always on. See, I the thing is like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god. Raw was terrible, dude. We Raw need, was dude. We need that on a shirt. And you know <laughs> this is what I will say about Raw. And you know what? Let me rephrase that. This is what I will say about WWE when they go like out of the country and do like these taped Raws and Smackdowns mm -hmm. for the UK. I feel like before they used to do a better job, even though like listen, they're spoiled all over mm -hmm. the place, so we know what's gonna happen. But yeah. like I feel like going back to like maybe six seven eight even ten years ago when they used to go to uk for raw i feel like they did a better job even if the spoilers were out there for you to tune in and i'm gonna give you an example remember going back to almost 10 years ago maybe even longer than that remember when they did a taped uk raw and they gave us an hour match between john cena and Shawn michaels no that was a taped uk uh -huh. raw okay and people tuned in for that like even though the spoilers were all over the place, but people went to go went out of their way to go watch it. Like and I feel special. like and I feel like now 
Like, especially with the with the SmackDown Raw they gave us in, in UK, not uh, two nights ago, but like the 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 UK Raw and SmackDown they gave us. I feel yeah. like they gave, they didn't give us a re- reason to tune in at all. Dude, they they did at first until I read the the what happened after that. Freaking, if they would have gave us Seth Rollins versus uh, Walter, I would have I would have like been into that. But then it turned into like that six man whatever, yeah. which was still pretty good. But like that didn't catch my attention as much as you know a one on one would have been. Yeah, it's kind of a, the reason why it didn't grab my attention because when I saw KO, like, don't get me wrong, I love Kevin Owens, but it's like you were just interrupting AJ Styles like a couple weeks ago yeah. and you gave him a stunner, and now we're going to completely forget about that oh, feud. Yeah. And and now you're going to be part of a Team Raw and, and kind of help Rollins and, and the Street Profits, which is okay, I get it, but like, like, continuity. I, yes, there's no right. continuity there's at all. Yeah. And that's one thing I love about AEW is that's something that they do. They build from week to week to week, and everything makes sense. In WWE, nothing makes sense. Something could happen, and then you could forget about it. But then, like, you remember it. You're like, wait, didn't this happen? And then you're like, wait, but they didn't follow up on that. And it's just like, no, don't get me wrong. I'm glad they didn't follow up on Kevin Owens and AJ Styles because I don't need to see that again. But the fact is, like, why did that even happen? Exactly. Why? Whatever happened to Kurt Angle's Black Sun? Like, whatever happened with that? <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that never happened. Strip it from the history books. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about um something that I guess is tr- uh, trendy, trendy-wise on, on Friday night. Bray Wyatt has a new universal title, and there's a lot of mixed feelings on it. I know a lot of people wanted a redesign. I think we all could say we wanted a redesign of the title. But you know what? I might mm. be in the minority here, but I like the blue strap better than the red one. What do you think, Ryan? <laughs> Dude, I was literally going to say, thing, say the same thing. Well, if you compare it to the god-awful red one, it looks a lot better than that. But, I mean, as far as, like, uh, you know, I'd prefer it not to be blue. Um, I, I, I'm what? happy they didn't went, They didn't go with, like, a, a a very strong blue. They went with, like, a kind of a dark blue. So it yeah. kind of yeah. looks like the WWE Championship a little bit. And it, it kind it of looks remi- pretty fresh. It, I'm not going to lie. It, it, does. It, it reminds me. You remember when Austin had that blue world uh, WWE World Championship? That's yep. what it kind of reminds me of a little bit. It's it's that type of blue strap. The the problem I have with it is okay. So the universal title has always been on Raw. It's been on Raw for like you know three years. All right, whatever. Now it's on SmackDown. So just say it's on SmackDown for three years. Just say in three years they want to move it back to Raw. They gonna change the color again? That's that's exactly what's gonna happen, like, bro. To me, it's like it diminishes the mm-hmm. the. The quality of the championship, like I agree. it just doesn't seem like an important title. They're constantly changing the look of it every time. I, I agree, one hundred ten percent. I think they made a huge mistake when they announced the when they first announced when we had the match between Balor and Seth Rollins for that Universal Title. When they first announced the name, everybody's like, "What the Universal Title? What's that?" Right. Right. So, but everybody started like fantasy booking, like how the title was going to look, and a lot of people thought it was going to look like the 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 wing eagle eagle bell, and you had all these different like mockups of what the universal title was going to be, and then when we finally get it, it's like it looks like the, the new WWE Championship, but it has a red strap on it. Like you couldn't be more creative. Like you couldn't. Like, you yeah. had this whole time to figure it out, and this is what you came up. Like with. I would even take it, and you know, I would even take it. Give me the big gold belt, but just add the word word universal on it. I, I would be happy with that. Right. Dude, every title besides the Intercontinental in the U.S. and, I guess, the tag team looks the same. The women's championships, the world championships, it's always the WWE logo. The only thing that's different is the strap is a different color. Mm-hmm. And, like, the and like for the women's, like, the inside of, like, the, the WWE logo is red and then the other one's blue. But, like, yeah, to me, it's, it's just lazy. It's just, like, they no creativity whatsoever. Like, I, I, I kind of go back, and sometimes uh, WWE will do, they'll do, like, these, uh like, uh, 
photos with like current talent and they'll have them pose with like old school belts. And I'm like, man, these belts are beautiful <laughs> like, yeah. compared to some of the shit we have, like the tag titles. They're terrible. Oh, well, I heard. Did you hear that they had two new designs for one SmackDown, with the Universal right? belt? So I'm hoping the other one is the tag belts. I mean, it's the only one that needs a redesign. Like, I'll even, like, if you're not going to give me, like, the old school WWF titles, like, if you're not going to give me that, I'll even take, remember when we first got the SmackDown tag titles, when the, the remember when the first draft happened, and then SmackDown had a titles, and then Raw had their own titles? I'll even take that design as the SmackDown titles. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I just, I it's just, it's just, I don't know. Like, I don't want to use the phrase lazy booking, but it's just, like, lazy designing when it comes to these belts. Yeah, well, except like, NXT. Except, NXT's doing a great job. I like their titles. Oh, and you and the NXT UK man. I like. I just said, well, I don't watch that uh, that promotion. The but, UK man, tag titles. titles the UK tag titles might be the best tag titles in WWE. Oh yeah, I, they without a doubt, I think they are. They're beautiful championships, but uh, yeah. the United Kingdom Championship, I think, is one of the most beautiful titles in the whole company too. Yeah, even though they kind of use like the same like design, like the the same shape as the WWE Championship, but at least the logo, like the design in the like in the plaque, it, it looks amazing. I love the belt. Looks sick. Yeah. Oh man. That's a, that's awesome. another thing they need to do on, on uh, NXT UK. They need to add a, a mid card title to that divi that division. Yeah, yeah. I, I they have a lot of talent over there, but uh, I, mean, I can't really talk about it because I don't really watch it too much. I know they just announced another TakeOver. Yeah, for that, TakeOver that Blackpool 2. It's going to be January 12th. It's actually going to be the same day as Impact Wrestling's Car to Kill. So there's like a shit ton oh, of wrestling yeah. that day. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's that's cool with me. I love those days. Yeah, I'm me sure too. That'll, I'm sure that'll be on in the afternoon and then you watch Impact at night. Yeah, I know, cool. it gets you pumped up for Impact. So I'm definitely looking into that. Yeah. Um. So... They announced on Friday night we're going to get Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal uh, Championship. I thought that end segment to end SmackDown was really, really good. Um, and I'm kind of looking forward to seeing these two go at it once again. Yeah, I just I just kind of wish it wasn't uh, put together so quickly. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, they could have been built up a little bit longer. I don't know why they waited so long, but I guess, you know, Bray was in the program with Rollins still. And, you know, they really haven't put the Fiend on TV a lot to try to keep him special. I get it. So it's kind of hard to build uh, towards something when you're doing that. But, yeah, I mean, as far as that match goes, I'm really excited for it. I don't think Daniel Bryan's going to win, but maybe this is the start of their long feud. Maybe they'll drag it out to the end of the year. I think Daniel Bryan's a perfect guy to fight for this belt right now. Uh, and Bray Wyatt continues to be intriguing, man, with the Firefly Funhouse segments. And I just I'm worried to see how far they can go before like they start messing them up because, you know, it's in inevitable. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I was talking about on a previous episode how once he, I didn't think Bray Wyatt needed the title. I don't even think we should have gotten Rollins and Bray Wyatt. I think the biggest victim here in this in that whole feud was Seth Rollins because you got the whole fan base that was already like questionable with him completely turn on him after the Bray Wyatt feud. But whatever, we got the championship, uh, you know, on Bray Wyatt now. And for me, I think you need to give this guy like a year long run. Like he should not lose this championship anytime soon because at, at first he didn't even need the belt. Uh, yeah. One one scenario that I thought of. Like, once he won the title, I think he should have just set the title on fire and be like, I don't need it. <laughs> I don't yeah. want the belt. He doesn't need I it, I just yeah. wanted to, I wanted to prove a point. I wanted to hurt Seth Rollins. I wanted to take his prize possession from him, and I accomplished that. I don't want the belt, and he should have just set the belt on fire. Because at the end of the day, that universal title means dick. 
Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It's not like we just said, it's not prestigious at all because the fact they keep changing colors and if it constantly looks different, you know, just saying a couple of years from now, you're going to go back to the history of the Universal Championship and in some pictures you're going to see like Brock Lesnar and, and Seth Rollins holding it and it's going to be red and then you're going to look at like Bray Wyatt holding it and it's going to be blue. You're going to get confused, be like, wait, is this the same title? Is this like, the same it's, title, it's exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, as far as like Bray Wyatt holding it, I think he should because. I was really shocked that they took Brock Lesnar off of um, off of SmackDown. They put him on Raw. I just feel like there's no star power on SmackDown. You have Corbin, you have Reigns, you have Strowman, and then you have Bray and you have Daniel Bryan. Those are the only top stars, in my opinion, on that show mm-hmm. that could really become world champion. Yeah, because they, you know, they completely the second they took the belt off Kofi, they they put him back in the tag division. So yeah. any any push that you have with Kofi, you kind of just you know, demoted him in a, in a way, uh, you know, we, we could agree or disagree whether that was the right move to do, but whatever. So you demoted Kofi. I mean, you're, you're right. Like, look, you know, look what they're doing with Shorty G. <laughs> Shorty G. You know, that that's a guy, when I look at him, I look at him as the next Kurt Angle. Like, give him, put him in a singlet, just make him a fucking badass. Yeah. But instead... You have him with like this basketball shorts gimmick or whatever, and he and you change his name, like. And I think what pisses me off about the name so much is like, if it would have been like a nickname like Shorty G Chad Gable, I would have been right. okay with it. But the yeah. fact that you changed the Titron, you have him fucking doing this goofy ass fucking smile. Even the yeah. commentary are cracking jokes. I think like on SmackDown this week, like um. <laughs> I think Corey Graves mentioned something like, "Yeah, you know, Shorty G just came from defeating the the Monstars and and tagging with Michael Jordan <laughs> or something like that." Like, you're buried. Like, I, I I understand that they're putting him on TV, cool, but you could have done the same thing by giving him a serious character. Yeah, dude, I can't take some of the goofy shit that that happens in the WWE. I, to me, I watch wrestling because I I love wrestling. I don't want to see no goofy, like, childish bullshit like this. Like, this is something that kids get a laugh out of, you know? Like, I'm sure kids look up to Shorty G and, like, they, you know, they, they love it. But mm-hmm. me, I don't want to see this goofy crap. Like, terrible. to me, there's no point. And he's a tremendous talent, too. He's amazing. It, amazing you know, the talent. Only, the only upside to this, of them changing his name and stuff, is that he's getting TV time every week and he's it looks like he's being pushed in some way. Like, at least he's being used. That's the only, like, positive. That's the only positive. But then us as a fan base, we're like, yo, he shouldn't be He shouldn't be in this stupid gimmick. Because oh, yeah. we know he could go. He could be your next Kurt Angle. Of course, yeah. I mean, in this day and age, it's hard because, you know, of the way WWE is and how they book people. But, yeah, I mean, you look at him, the guy's tremendous. And and, and, and the thing that also pisses me off, too, is, like, they they, they they're trying to, like kind of put this stigma on him like he's short he's short he's short but yet i i forget a couple weeks ago uh it was right before uh money in the sand for crown jewel right before yeah. that uh that pay-per-view they were all in the ring kind of like promoting the whole team hogan team flair and ali's standing right next to him and they're like the same height yeah yeah, yeah it makes dude i know it makes no sense like he's He's not the shortest guy on the roster. No, he's not. By any means. So, like, yeah, it, it's... Uh, we're going to call him Shorty A for uh, Ali next. Like, it, I don't I don't, I don't, don't get it. It, it kind of goes back when, like, when Seth Rollins and Will Ospreay were going back back and forth on Twitter or whatever, and, like, Seth Rollins made, like, a uh, short joke, but yeah. Will Ospreay's taller than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I, this it, is this is a part... And this is not us being WWE haters. It's just no, calling no. a spade a spade. Like we want WWE to be better. And course, 
just this like gimmick of Shorty G and you know with the whole dog with Roman Reigns this past Friday yeah. night. It's just terrible stuff, and I kind of hope that CM Punk kind of addresses all this on backstage and just puts WWE on blast for this. Dude, I hope so, man. I mean, he's got it. It's part of his job now, so it's going to be interesting to see. But, yeah, I mean, you know, like, like I could take, like, I like humor. Like, I, I, I'm not, like, you know, I have a good sense of humor. Like, I could take certain things. Like, you know, if AEW did something like, uh, like something goofy, you know, which they've done. Like, the Orange Cassidy stuff, okay? Like, like that is funny as hell to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that kind of stuff. Like, on Dynamite's past week when, like, the Bucks and, um... LAX are brawling and all of a sudden the door opens. He's just standing there like, dude, I, I left my ass off. And, and that. that's completely different too. Cause that's a comedic character. Right. And which, and what, and what Chad Gable is like, he's a great wrestler, but you're putting a gimmick that doesn't fit him. Cause he's great in the ring. Like right. he, he, he's like, he's like a little pit bull. Like he's a Kurt angle. He like, that's the only way I could compare him to. I could compare him to Kurt angle when he was yeah. with the sing late or whatever. He was such a badass. And it's like, you didn't have to change all that. Even Corbin is better than the crap that they're writing for him too, with with the dog stuff. And didn't he have like a like a dog bag with him like like last week or whatever and stuff? Like, dude, this she, Corbin is better than this. Yeah, like he doesn't. Yeah, you're he, right. Like he's he has this king gimmick now, but he's just viewed as a joke because he's just shitting on dogs because Roman Reigns the big like dude. It it doesn't work. Like we've seen this before, you know. Yeah. And especially with Corbin and Reigns' case, we've seen them feud a bunch of times before. It's getting too redundant now. Everybody who feuds with Roman's got to make jokes about a dog. It's like, Tim, it's just, this is not good shit. What, you know, you know Vince it, says good shit. It's not good shit. It, it's not. It's horrible. And one thing I think, one thing I will praise WWE is like, this last year, they've done a great job with Roman Reigns' booking. Yeah. Yeah. I this, mean, this, this, is, this is a guy that, you know, before the whole cancer thing or whatever, people were like, they couldn't, they couldn't take him anymore. And, you know, since he's made his return, they, they kept them away from the world, any world title. They kept them away from that. And I think going into Survivor Series now, because he's like team captain for, for Team SmackDown, they need to be very careful on who he eliminates on Team NXT. Because if yeah. it's one of the fan favorites, it, that could easily turn on Roman and they'll start booing Roman again. So they got to be very careful on who Roman eliminates um, in that Survivor Series match. Yeah, yeah. Seth Rollins kind of took the spot of Roman Reigns right now. You don't even hear too much hate about Reigns. I guess because he's not in the spotlight anymore. Well, not at the moment. And you know what um, it is too. And, and we we talked about this on the show too in previous episodes. One thing that we noticed, like when Roman Reigns was like the top guy and he was doing like all this, you know, stuff for like WWE. You know, whether it's like on radio shows or whatever it is, yeah. interviews and stuff. He he was he was a great WWE ambassador, even though we didn't yeah. like the way he was booked. He knew how to talk to people. He came out like such a nice guy. With Rollins, unfortunately, and I like Seth Rollins. I think he's great in the ring. He's an amazing ring. That's one thing nobody could take away from Seth Rollins. He's amazing in the ring. He's just not a great ambassador because he takes everything to heart, and he'll be like, oh, this, like, oh, you're not at my level here, and this. And I know he he cleared up some of the Kenny Omega stuff on on Corey Graves' podcast or whatever. And... I would be with him on some of the comments he made, but guess what? You're portraying a face on TV. If you were to portray a heel on TV and you were making these comments, people right. would be all about it. But you can't be portrayed as such a goody two-shoes, a good guy, but then crapping on other talent that are beloved. Now you just look like a douchebag. Yeah, it- it's funny because I don't actually think Seth Rollins thinks everything that he says. 
I he is obviously backing up the WWE, and that's fine. He obviously works there. He's a top star. I get it. Uh, you know, totally understandable. But I don't think he actually thinks AEW's minor league. Like, he's better than this. Like, he once came from that independent lifestyle. He came from Ring of Honor. Like, he knows what it's like. Like, with the fact that he's shitting on Will Ospreay, mm -hmm. I don't actually believe that he thinks all these things about Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega and stuff like that. Like, he's just, like, to me, it's just all fake because, like, he's obviously just defending the WWE. But, yeah, it's the way he comes off and, and says these certain things. It's kind of, like, rubs you the wrong way. And then also he kind of comes off like a... He kind of comes off as a a little bit hypocritical too, because it's like when Moxley first left, right, to go to AEW, he mentioned in an interview like, "Oh, you know, I love John, but he's taking uh, food off of my table, trying to yeah. compete with me, or whatever." But now, but now you're calling this uh this uh organization, this this company, a minor league. So it's like, what, yeah, what is it? Yeah, you're contradicting yourself. So you're a little bit hypocritical there. So it's like, what are you really doing? So. I'm back. He's not. He's not. He's not a great ambassador like Roman was. Yeah. No. I. I, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, you just hit the nail on the head right there. He's. It's just like it, the certain things he says and the way he goes about certain things. It's kind of like. It's kind of like he's sensitive. You know. Mm -hmm. He's like, very sensitive. Like, he needs to stay away from Twitter. Twitter's not yeah. his thing. Oh, he needs to. Yeah, he needs to get off the Twitter and stop running his mouth. You know. I. I understand. He. He said that. You know, he was tired of taking a back seat and watching everybody talk shit about the WWE, so he wanted to put his two cents in, which, okay, you know, I get it, it's fine, like, like whatever, but, like, not, not the way you're going about it, man, like, it's just, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Um, it is because he's a, he's one of my favorite perform performers, but he's kind of making it difficult to really want to root for the guy after all these like recent, you know. Yeah, yeah, they should they should just turn him heel. They need to turn him heel. Cause and and you know what? Let me share this theory with you, Ryan. Now that we have you on the show, I feel like when it comes to Seth Rollins and his Universal Title run, I feel like they cashed in on that a little bit too late. I'm gonna explain why. I went to WrestleMania New Orleans. Uh, WrestleMania was at 34, right? Yes, I was there too. Okay. At that WrestleMania, nobody gave a shit for Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Yep. At that time, Seth Rollins was white hot because he just finished doing that Gauntlet match uh, like a month or two previous from that. I yep. feel like that WrestleMania, we should have gotten Rollins and Brock for that title, not Roman and Brock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think anybody wanted to see Roman and Brock again. Because uh, <laughs> if you compare to 2018 and this re and this year, Rollins, is Rollins was white hot in 2018. He yeah. wasn't as hot this year like he was the year before that. Well, you know, the WWE, they have a track record of doing that. When somebody's white hot, they wait on him too long, and then that's this is what happens. They did it with Braun Strowman, too. Like, mm -hmm. it's just like they just don't capitalize right away. And I think, you know, they did it with Bray Wyatt here, but uh, this is kind of a rare occasion. You and, know? And, and this is, and it's funny because they did it with Bray Wyatt, right? And but this is where fan base, the fan base is kind of like, but we did, 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 mm -hmm. he doesn't really need a title, though. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it's one of those scenarios like, okay, you kind of gave us what, what we want, but it's like, do we really want him as champion? Because we don't want you to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. It's, I, and you know, the only reason they gave him the title, I think, you know, at the, the 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 Saudi Arabia show, is because I felt like they had to. Like, like my view on that was like they gave him the title only because they had to, because of like how bad uh, the reaction was after Hell in a Cell. So, so to me, it wasn't even a special like title win. They, for they Bray reacted Wyatt. It was kind of like to, a pity they, win. They kind of reacted to the backlash from. Yeah. From the Hell in a Cell finish, which you know, it's funny. I don't know if you if you kind of got this from your inner circle, 
you know, no pun. <laughs> but, but um, you know, the WWE lifers would sit there and try to defend that finish. There's no way of defending that finish. The WWE no. Mark organization. The Mark organization. The WWE Mark organization will sit there and try to defend that finish. And it's like, there's no way defending. If it would have been a regular match, I would give you that argument. But it right. was a hell in a cell match. How can they give us that horrible finish and think it was a good idea? Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it, in this day and age, especially, it just doesn't work. And especially when you have a guy like Bray Wyatt who was as hot as he was. And, you know, I mean, how did they not know that people wanted him to win that belt there? I mean, it's just like, <laughs> like, how did they not realize that? And you know what? Like, people were even saying, too, if they hadn't, they never had plans to give him the belt at that pay-per-view. So why did you even book the match exactly. to begin with? That feud should have never been booked. Oh, man, never. dude. They could have given Seth Rollins anybody else, man. I mean, I, I try... I, Throw Brock in there again. God, I did not want to see that, but I would have taken that as opposed to what they ended up doing, man. I'm telling you, their decision-making. Like, you know, I I've never worked for the company. I'm 24 years old. I'm obviously, I know a lot, I feel like, but, like, not as much as, obviously, people in that company should know. And, like, I Listen, have you, ha you, have, you have a good mind because you wouldn't be on this show. I don't just allow anybody on this <laughs> well, show, <thank> right? <laughs> That's the reason why I was like, yo, let me reach out to Ryan. But you. Um, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, since Sam couldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> All right. Um but but yeah, it was it was a terrible finish. It was a terrible idea and you know, and, and I think another thing that pisses me off is like the WWE lifers, right? You don't have to agree with everything that that company does or any company does. You can still be a fan. You don't have to defend every little thing that a company does. You know what I'm saying? Right, dude. It's the same thing as like, you know, like with the, with your sport team, right? Mm -hmm. If you're a fan of like I'm a Mets fan. Dude, they Ooh. suck them every year, you know? <laughs> what am I going to do? Am I going to act like they're the greatest team in baseball? Like, no. You, you obviously are going to crap on the, their playing, their decisions, if they exactly. trade a player. Like, it's the same thing. Well, by, by your wall, it seems like you've been having a lot of issues with the Jets and the Mets behind oh, you. So. Yeah, dude. I'm, I know. I'm actually watching Jet game right now. They're actually winning for once, but they're playing like the worst team in the league. So <laughs> that's the only reason why. Well, I, I, <laughs> at least you're not the Bengals, bro. At least you're not the Bengals. Oh, dude. Yeah, I know. That's bad. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. Um, more on the WWE front. Um, after Survivor Series, we're gonna get a two-hour special. It's like another, they're gonna like kind of revamp the Stone Cold podcast, but make it more like a Larry King Live type of thing, where they're kind of just drinking in Stone Cold's bar. And we're gonna get a two-hour special with the Undertaker. I'm really, you know, we kind of uh, bitched and moaned about Undertaker being in our TV and being in matches that we don't want. But this is one at one point, like this is a time where I want to see Undertaker. But this is not the Undertaker. This is Mark. I, I get it, but this is one of those rare occasions that I do want to see Undertaker on my TV, and I want to see this two-hour special. What's your thoughts, Ryan? Yeah, because he's going to be outside of character, so it's something that we don't really see or have never really seen before, uh, unless you've watched interviews with him. But I don't think anybody you know has ever really seen him in this type of way, so that's 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 going to be really cool. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, when I saw that, I was quite surprised that he was going to be on there. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I think Austin is the perfect guy to do it with, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, yeah. Stone Cold yeah, is the I'm, perfect I'm guy. I'm glad they brought that back to Stone Cold because mm -hmm. I loved the Stone Cold podcast. I mean, I still listen to uh, his podcast on, like, uh, you know, on the podcast app on my phone and stuff. But I liked when it was on the network, man. Like, I, I liked, like, watching it. Like, you know, instead of just listening, <laughs> I liked watching Except it. Except the Ambrose episode. <laughs> Oh, yeah, what a, <laughs> dude, what a complete mess. Oh, oh my, God. my God, bro. It was the so bad. The most awkward bad. thing I've ever watched. It was so bad. It was like <laughs> it was like a car wreck, and it's like you couldn't keep your eyes watching because it was just bad, dude. Yeah, like that's that's one case where it's like they probably should have like 
recorded that previously and not done that live, mm-hmm. they could, they probably wouldn't have aired it. It was really, really bad. So I think it, I think it's pretty cool. Leo, what's your thoughts on this sit-down uh, interview between Taker and oh, Austin? I'm, take my money. I'm yeah. tuning in. It's, I, I want to watch it. And they're giving us two hours, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, and and, yeah, and, that's, and that's the thing, you know, kind of what Ryan was saying. You know, you haven't seen The Undertaker outside of character unless you've watched those um, Christian uh, things that he yeah. does with his church. Who would ever thought Undertaker's a religious guy? Dude, I, I, <laughs> I, sat, I sat through it, and Jesus could save me too. Um, but, but the thing is this. You want to be able to see, because you see Stone Cold out of character. You see The Rock out of character. You see these guys. But you've never seen The Undertaker out of character. You've never seen yeah. that. So that that's the buy-in right there. Like, I'm in to see that. And the whole drinking thing, hey, do it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, I don't... I want to see really the watch things yeah. on the network. Uh, I don't. I don't watch a lot of things. I don't know they have a lot of cool things on there. Mm-hmm. Kind of is, uh, part of it is like time. I don't really have time for it, and some of the things don't really catch my interest. But like certain things like this, they they do things like this, man. Yeah. Like count me in. Yeah. Like th- that pays for the subscription for the whole year. That's the way yeah. I see it. I agree. Well, it's better. It'll be it's better than half the pay per views they put on there. Let me tell you that. <laughs> People, what? <laughs> Go on. All right. Uh, and one thing I want to one the last thing I want to wrap up in is they they officially announced Impact Wrestling officially announced at Heart to Kill we're gonna get Sammy Callahan versus Tessa Blanchard. Take my money for the World Heavyweight Championship. Man, yep. I'm the the first time they went at it on pay per view, which was a couple of months ago in Dallas. The irony: this pay per view mm-hmm. is gonna be back in Dallas. Um. They destroyed each other. I think they're gonna step up their game even more in this match. Yeah. My only thing is, as much as I would like to see Tessa Blanchard win the world title, I'm not saying I don't want it. I want it to happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's too soon to take away that title away from Sammy Callahan. I think he deserves it. I want him to have a longer run. Um, Ryan, what's your thoughts on this feud, this match, and the potential of us getting the first ever women, uh, first woman to win the world title? Yeah, I agree completely. That's the first thing I said when I saw that this match was made official. I thought it was way too soon. The fact that they gave, gave Sammy the Callahan the title not too long ago, a few weeks ago, uh, if they're going to pull it from him already in January, it's a wrong decision in, in my opinion because it just like Chris Jericho is doing great work in AEW, Sammy Callahan is, is absolutely doing amazing stuff right he now is. on Impact. He is. So he should have a long run with that. I think they should have saved this Tessa Blanchard thing for – uh, somewhere down the line when Sammy Callahan's literally beaten everybody that there is to beat an impact, and then she steps up to the plate. I think that would have been an awesome moment. Um, it's funny because I'm not really a huge fan of intergender wrestling because to me, I just feel like it just doesn't belong. It doesn't look right, you know, mm-hmm. especially for a company on national TV. I don't really think it's a good look, but Tessa Blanchard is one that really can make it work. And I think if she became the world champion, man, that would just surpass everything that the WWE has done with the women's revolution. Yeah. I agree. That would just, I mean, that's shades of China right there. Like, mm-hmm. that is, like, history-making stuff. And, and, I mean, and, and I want it to happen. I'm not saying I don't want it to happen, but I, I don't want it to happen yet. Like, and, and I feel like there's a way. Like, you don't want Sammy to lose the title, but I, you I want feel like, her to win And I feel it. like there's a way where we could get this match at uh, Hard to Kill, which is January the 12th. We could get this match. It'll be an amazing match. Sammy wins. And you kind of keep telling that underdog story for Tessa. When she finally gets to get that big win, somewhere down the line, we get Sammy Tessa 3. Somewhere down the line, it's going to matter much more. I feel like we could still get that. The rubber match. Yeah. It all all depends on how they book the match. I mean, they can't have Sammy go over her clean again. And I don't think, you know, then she'll come back for a third match. I don't really think that would work. I think there should be some sort of shenanigans from, like, OVE and stuff. But then if you do that, like, 
how does Tessa go away for a little while and then come back? Like, wouldn't she immediately want revenge on OVE? Like, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Maybe she goes through OVA, like, within the weeks. Like, she goes through OVE, OVE to get to Sammy. Kind of like a... Yeah. Uh, Kind of like you know when you're playing a video game, you have to you know you have to go through like minions to get to the boss. Maybe yeah, yeah. maybe she has to do something like that. I think there's a way to do it. Yeah, um, you know it's pro wrestling. They could do they could do whatever they want to do. It's just it's all about making it make sense. You know, just don't give me a dog. That's all I. I want. <laughs> just don't, get, don't give me a puppet, a dog. I don't I don't need to see a fake king. But uh, with whole Sammy and Tessa, you know I'm big on Tessa. Yeah, like she's, she's great. She's good. She's, she's amazing. Honestly, best women's wrestler in the entire world. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. Man. I agree. One hundred ten percent. Ryan, I know you got to get to work, dude. I want to thank you for joining uh, joining us today for this podcast. Hopefully, somewhere down the line, we could get you back on again, dude. Oh, uh, dude, I appreciate it so much. I had a blast talking with you guys. Yeah, nah, bro. You you have a, a great mind for the business. I appreciate, um, it. dude. Uh, this is your home. You can come back whenever yeah. you want. We'll definitely invite you back. Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to, you know, say before you you got it? Uh, yeah. If you want to just follow on uh, Instagram, I'm not gonna. I won't plug my uh, personal one because that don't matter. <laughs> I'll plug plug my uh my Wrestle Radar. You can follow on Instagram and on Twitter at the Wrestle Radar. We have uh, a YouTube channel too, the Wrestling Radar. We got some vlogs. We actually just posted a, a new vlog from uh, from Baltimore. Just you know. We like to do that for these trips just as a remembrance of, like, you know, all the fun times we had. So we put together a little something, and uh, it's on there right now. So you go check it out. So right, qu- question, is Pentaquatro in that vlog? Um, Yeah, he should be. There you go. <laughs> should Pentacuatro. be in there, yeah. We, we, we filmed some stuff, I, I feel like, with him. So there should be stuff in there. I have to go back and watch it. I, I skimmed through it the other day real quick. My brother mm-hmm. uh, is the one that edits them all together and puts it together and then uploads it on there. So Yeah, shout out to Nick. Maybe next time we'll have you both on. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm like I said, I'm I'm down all the time. I I always tune in on Facebook when you guys are live on Sundays. Thanks, brother. So. I appreciate it. I, uh, I really appreciate you making this run in, bro, on this episode. Oh, Don't worry, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put your personal information in our in our little like mock up with the description of the show. Ah, <laughs> uh, you I'll, can. No, I'll put I'll put Wrestle Radio. Ra- ra- no, radar. Don't I, worry. I really enjoy that Brocky Suplex didn't make it today because Ryan stepped up. <laughs> oh, Just saying. Listen, Sam is getting so much heat, bro. Yeah, damn, poor Sam, man. <laughs> All right, Ryan. I know you got to get to work, brother. But really, I appreciate you uh, you joining us today. All right, bro. Of course. Thanks for having me on. I really uh, appreciate that as well. All right, let's give it up for Ryan, bro. Yeah. Thanks, brother. I'll Thanks, catch guys. you soon, Have dude. A good one. All right, brother. We're back. We're back, man. Um, yeah. Ryan's a good brother, dude. Yeah, Ryan yeah. is definitely a good brother. Look at me, Sam. We don't need. No, I mean, <laughs> don't 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 do that, man. Listen. No, we're I, Sam. No, I'm all for bearing. Can we get him on the phone? Can we get him on the phone? Go Is ahead. he going to pick up? Oh, we're about to find out. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, <laughs> all right. So while Leo is trying to get Sam, Sam trying on the to phone to like bury him. Trying to call Brock. Let me just give a, a shout out to Dale. pretty much everybody that I that I bumped into <laughs> Baltimore. Wow. This Hi. guy's really calling him. Oh. Hey, Sammy! <laughs> hey, you, don't, don't. Well, curse. But you're on the air. Say what's up to the people. Can we like plug him in or no? No, it's over. Yo, yo. Now you do your intro. Like, you don't do your intro when Mario and you were doing the show, but now you do your intro. I always do my intro, yo. Go ahead, Mario. He can hear you. Congratulations. Congratulations. You, you play yourself. yourself. Sam, we we just we just um we just did a show with uh with our boy Ryan from uh, Wrestle Radar and uh, the Royal Ramble. Oh, okay. 
That's what's up. What's good, uh, Ryan? We saw them at uh, at the show. At, um, <laughs> By the way, that that just shows you that he's not even watching. He's not the show. even watching the he's show at all. To the he's show. not listening. He's not nothing. We we said um we said on the podcast. It's alright. We, we were just checking up on you, Sammy. Oh man, everything is good. Everything is good. Um, what did you guys cover so far? Well, when you listen to the show later, <laughs> you can go ahead <laughs> and find out what we talked about, Sam. You can find out what we talked about. Okay, we'll do. We'll do. We'll all right, Sammy. Are, are you gonna come back next week? Uh, is he coming back? Yes, definitely. Next next week, we'll make it happen. Mm, I have to see it to believe it. No. I, don't, I don't believe it. Okay, so okay, so they're Brock uh, Brock Suplex. Yeah, apparently you're on a Brock Lesnar yeah. schedule when it comes to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm living the gimmick, you know, Suplex, Suplex City. You know what I mean? Sure, living the gimmick. <laughs> no! All right, bro. <laughs> no! No! Quit, no! quit a take, Sam. No! All right, Sam. No! All right, bro. Take care. See right. you, Mario. Later, dude. He goes. He picks up the phone sometimes. They, they, he they, sounded like he was sleeping though. He, he was like, "Hey, yeah, we we saw we yeah. saw him in Baltimore." I'm like, "Oh my god, oh, this fucking god. guy, bro!" <laughs> All right. So before we wrap up, uh, let got me it. just give a shout out to everybody that I saw in Baltimore. The whole Royal Ramble uh, uh, crew, people. Um, I met so many people out in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Also, Nerds Clothing, Mommy Yankee, yep. whole bunch of people um, from Baltimore. We had a great time. Um, Leo, do you have any what? plugs in? LosRadio.com. Go check it out. Tell your people about it. We're looking for different shows. Uh, anything that you guys are doing right now, we're looking for talents, DJs, shows, uh, everything. So info at LosRadio.com or you could DM me everywhere at ShowFuboLeo and at LosRadio.com spelled out. Dale. Daka. Dale. I'm like, I'm like people. Dale. All right. Um, obviously, Sam. Si que te coma toda. Dale. No. Okay, sorry. Obviously, Sam's not here, but you just heard him on mic, completely not knowing what the hell was going on. Yo, yo, you yo, can, let me speak on you this. You can find him at Sammy Suplex. Let, let me let me plug a, a, a show. Yeah. Oh, that, let me Wrestling podcast. <laughs> All right. But since Sam's not here, I could actually do his gimmick better than he can, so I actually do have a plug and a shout-out huh. for somebody. You do have it. Um, I, I met this kid over um Baltimore a uh, weekend over for Full Gear. Um, His name is Frosty Corbin. Young kid, he's a big wrestling Corbin, big wrestling fan. Uh-huh. He met so he he meets talent consistently. He was over at Baltimore, so follow him at Frosty Cor- Corbin. It's Frosty underscore Corbin. Yeah, um, we actually found him right there. Yeah, yeah good kid. Uh, you know, he's just a big wrestling fan or whatever. And yeah, give him a give him a follow, give him a shout out. Also, happy birthday to Faha Mania. Yeah, a friend of the show. Big old 30. Yeah, he just turned 30. So shout outs to him, right too. Look. look, he woke up to balloons in his house. Yeah, shout outs to my boy from the UK. There you go. The so happy birthday to you, brother. And hopefully Chelsea wins today. There you go. Because he's a Chelsea fan. Okay. Um, you can follow me at Rated R since 87, but make sure you follow us and subscribe at all platforms, Lucha Outsiders, and make sure you like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. And our, and our shop. Oh, and we updated our shop. Uh, at Lucha Outsiders. Maybe no. I, I should have had it ready to go so people could see. <laughs> LuchaOutsiders.com. We got our old school logo on there. We got the ECW logo for the show on there. We got the New Japan logo on there. We got there the Raw go. logo for Boom. the show. Um, shout out to my boy, uh, Mr. Dream from Dream Match Wrestling. He copped the shirt. Now, he also he also got us a shout out too that we'll talk about at yeah. the end of the show. Yeah. Now guys, well in the shop, what you guys could do is pick your favorite uh, design that you want, and not only do you get the shirt, but you can also check different designs and different colors. 
Like you can get the Lucha Outsiders logo. Actually, we were talking about if you get it in green with the red coloring, it looks like a Christmas shirt. Boom, there you go. Ugly sweater. No? Okay, sorry. That is a disgusting ass. <laughs> so the only one that came out today, I'm the one that got it, right? Awesome. Pretty much, man. We, we Sam had, could get it. Well, we had, wow, that, that, that. Wait, that didn't that, sound that, right. That, 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 no, that, 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 right. that does not sound right. That does not sound right. There you go. All, look, bro. that's the Christmas. And th- no! People say I look like that guy with no hair. No! You kind of do look like him, bro. Yeah, I, I ain't going to lie to you. Shame. Look right there. Boom. Bam. Christmas. All right. That's all our plugs. Let's that's wrap it. it up. Let's wrap it up. We're here. That's what she said. That's why you ain't got no kids. What if you want to go R.A. Doug Bro? <laughs> Well, it was an interesting interesting show. We got Ryan to give us the hot tag. Yeah. He joins us in the show. Rocky Suplex. Yeah, man. He's just doing the job, bro. Sammy's doing the job. At least it's not me. And he said he's living the gimmick. Living the gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sure. 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 Uh huh. Sure, Sam. Whatever. Whatever you say, Sam. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Who, who's Brock Lesnar married to? Sable, right? Sable. Okay. I guess Sable calls the shots over in Minnesota. In this case, I think we could say that Bree TV definitely calls it yeah. calls the shots in um, Casa de Sam. Yeah, don't you mean Casa de Bree? Yeah, yeah, I will say that. <laughs> Bree, Bree definitely wears the pants in that relationship. Just saying. <laughs> Love you, Sam. Love you, brother. Love you, brother. Living the gimmick. All right. <laughs> if you missed anything on today's episode, make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast yeah. version of the show. I to SoundCloud, you're gonna be fancy. Up the podcast, tune in. I'm S Guy of Lowe's Radio. Like, Stitcher and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five star frog slash review. Comments, grievances, bury you the one of us. It'll most likely be Leo because he's an old man. No, it will not. It, it could, will be Brocky Suplex. It could be me because I talk a lot of Brrr. shit. Or maybe it's Sam. The resident the resident Puerto Rican? Because he's not here. <laughs> Anuel Doble. Really? 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 What was that, bro? Brrr. What the hell was that? That's what the guy said. Oh, boy. All right. For Leo. The old yeah. man Leo. Leo For Sammy Suplex. For our homie Ryan. Homie Ryan. You're truly misrated R. Yeah. Keep it rated R. I know that. And stay too sweet. Goodbye. And good night, Ben. <laughs>